Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio by Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and the returning Ricky Sachs after a week off. He's got a tan. It's not as good as Lee's. I think Ricky, is that six minutes or nine minutes? Uh, six. <laughs> definitely, definitely so, six. There's a few minutes. sprays I reckon yeah, on there. Yeah, guess what, listeners? Guess what colour Ricky is wearing tonight? It's a bit of black. It's got uh, a bit of black. All eyes on black. <laughs> there we go. Well, it is the Spurs fan show. There is a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. In the next two hours, of course, we have to talk about the disappointing defeat to Newcastle on the weekend. But there is good news because the Champions League draw was made only a couple of hours ago. We're going to be looking at Spurs' group and the other English participants there have far can Spurs go what do we make of the group what do you make of the group tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 2558 and I think if I'm not mistaken there is maybe a big game this weekend some of a derby North London derby Tottenham versus Arsenal we're going to be talking all about that both teams coming off the back of a defeat not really the form either team wants to go into this kind of game but with a game of that magnitude form doesn't really matter we know what we're getting when it's Tottenham Arsenal we're going to be looking at Spurs going into that game especially after the Newcastle game but let's start with a positive because I know Lee preaches positivity on this show so let's start with the Champions League draw Bayern Munich Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade Ricky as the returnee what do you make of the group? I'm fairly happy with that. I think Spurs have shown in the past that they've got the ability to handle tough groups, tough teams. And I think I think they'll rise to the challenge of playing Bayern Munich. I think that's a great fixture. I mean, even to go away there, I think it's great for the players, uh, great for the club. But the group itself, this should be no excuses. Tottenham should be, you know, 
well within the qualifying round of that group to get to the last 16. Maybe they won't finish top, but at the same time, there's absolutely no excuses why they shouldn't be qualifying out of that group. Obviously, if you don't finish top, though, you get the harder tie on the next yeah. round. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on the group? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a different group, different kind of group. Um, as Ricky said, you know, we have shown that we can overcome uh, tricky groups in terms of quality, but I think this year it's difficult because we're going to go to the likes of uh, Red Star and Olympiacos. Those are going to be really intimidating places to go. I think Liverpool went to Red Star last year and lost, so it shows that that kind of our Spurs, you know, the mentality of the players, they've got to be right for that. So I think it's uh, going to be a difficult group for, for different reasons, but really in terms of the quality, I think Spurs really should be trying to qualify through the group. Yeah, I agree that it's Champions League. It's called the Champions League for a reason because it's all champions in there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, OK, that's maybe a different debate. No, look, there's no easy game uh, like we like we saw at the weekend in, in the Premier League and the Champions League is the same. However, the first thing I wrote on my pa- on my piece of paper on the uh, uh, on the script tonight is we will top this group. So I've got absolute confidence that we'll top this group. We've just uh, beaten Bayern Munich in the Audi Cup and lifted the Audi Cup. Hello, glory to me, talk to me, glory, glory. Got a trophy there. Um, in, all, in all seriousness, I agree, Jamie. Um, you know, it is tough places to go in terms of red star for, for sure. Uh, tricky tyres, but I can't see us not getting out of this group. And, and I actually genuinely think that we'll top the group. Would they, would they typically, typically say 10 points? Uh, we'll get you out of the group. 12 points will probably get you top spot and I can see us getting 12 points out of that lot. Well, Lee, you mentioned last week that uh, a lot of Spurs fans, no disrespect, thought we were just going to roll over sure. Newcastle when, you know, every game in the Premiership's tough. You still have to turn you, you have to turn up. The fans have to turn up. You have to fight for 90 minutes. There's no gimme games. Are you also saying that we need to have that attitude going into the Champions League? Yes, you know, every game's going to be tough. But really, you know, we can't look to Red Star, Belgrade, Olympiacos. We have to look at what we're doing, Tottenham, where we want to be, sure. where we want to go. Sure. We should be, A, qualifying, but B, why can't we top the group? Yeah, well, we can. I mean, we topped the group when we had Real Madrid in it, when everyone thought they'd give us no chance before. And we got out of a group last year when we were, what, seven minutes or something away from actually you know, being knocked out of the competition altogether. You know, we had Barcelona and then we got absolutely rinsed at, you know, when Messi put on his, his Messi show at Wembley for two um, you know we were conceding last minute goals and we were conceding first minute goals and all of the stuff that actually is still happening now but 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 the reality of the situation is that we got out of a group that was was very tough this, yeah. this oh, look football is played in a pit on a pitch as we know not on paper but on paper that is a decent draw for Tottenham Hotspur mm. Obviously, you want to qualify a top of the group, yes, please. But did it help Tottenham a little bit last year? You know, everyone thought you was out, you wasn't playing well. You sort of flew under the radar. No one was watching Tottenham yeah. like, oh, well, they just about made it through the group. They'll go out in this knockout stage. But you kept winning, you kept going through, and it was just like, we're just going about our business. Is there an element to that, Ricky? That is it, Chess, spot on. I think the only reason Spurs won't get out of this group is down to complacency. The yeah. same complacency we saw against Newcastle at the weekend. That's the only way Tottenham do not qualify out of this group. Because yeah. on paper the other teams there there's absolutely no reason why Spurs don't finish in the top two there's absolutely no reason why they don't when you look at the squad we've got the manager we've got the experience we've had in the Champions League over the last god knows how many years now I've been in it um, there's absolutely no reason why I keep saying it we shouldn't be qualifying out of that group and the reason we won't do is if the players don't perform to their maximum because in the Champions League this is the thing about this competition that everybody gives it their absolute all you're having a chance to showcase yourself on the top table of European football so players out there that maybe are looking for a move when you're for example if you're playing for Zenit or Olympiacos and you've got aspirations of playing you know in the Premier League or you've got aspirations of playing for a top European club you've got the opportunity there to showcase yourself on view to the biggest clubs in the world the biggest agents in the world who are looking to move players on and I said that's the only reason where Spurs won't get out of this group down to themselves 
Well, Tottenham were in uh, pot two, so they knew they had to face one of the top seeds, Jamie. Yeah. But out of the top seeds that you've missed, yeah. I know, look, I'm not calling Bayern Munich an easy tie. Look, they are the champions in that pot yeah. one, uh, that pot one seeding. You was always going to get a big game. But, you know, looking at the pot three and pot four teams that you've got, have you felt like Tottenham have sort of got away with one? It could have been a lot worse. You know, no group's easy, yeah. but it's not the group of death, is it? No, exactly. I think it's just what I said earlier. I think that, that the other two teams, Olympiacos and, and Red Star, Spurs have got to be mentally right for those two games as I said those are going to be really really daunting places to go just because of the atmosphere that they generate there so that's going to be the real test in itself I think with Bayern Munich it'll be interesting I think that last year they weren't particularly the best at us but I know they kind of re- they've refreshed over the summer so um, it'll be interesting to see what, how, where they're at but I think that Spurs are capable of beating Bayern Munich I wouldn't be surprised actually if Gareth Bale ends up being at a Bayern Munich player before the end of the window do you really but, believe well, that? Well, I can just find out there. Just you know, I mean, everyone else throws out weird rumours like Potch is leaving off the North London Derby on radio stations. So I thought I'd just throw that one out there. Oh, and actually, a bit of breaking news, by <laughs> the way. Yeah, yeah. Love breaking news. No, no, this is again <laughs> another bit of business from Tottenham Hotspur. If it gets over the line, Club Rouge and Tottenham Hotspur have agreed a fee, reportedly of around twelve million pounds, for Victor Wanyama. So it looks like he's on his way to Club Rouge. Wait, wait, hold up. Are you breaking that before Ricky Sacks? Because well, that would just send my head. I, I, I thought yeah. I would yeah, get really. that in front of these two so because these are two of the transfer. <laughs> You're never too old to learn, right? You're never too old to learn, and I'm proving that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we are talking the Champions League draw. You know, we know Tottenham want to make a run of it. You mentioned, though, you've got some tricky away ties. Is the home form going to be important? Because we're looking at this atmosphere, and we're going to talk about for the Newcastle game. Lee, you've you've talked about it and mentioned it a lot. But we know how good the atmosphere is on the European nights when you were playing in Europe last year. But it's not good enough just to do it for the big games. As Lee rightly said outside, yeah, well, we're going to be good on the those nights we're going to be up for it but we have to get up for every single game don't you Jamie yeah absolutely I think that those home games will be very crucial as, as, as I've said you know those away games are going to be really tricky um, going to the Allianz it's going to be an, a very tricky game because of course you know Bayern Munich full of quality so those home games are, of course can be really important I think we saw against Manchester City what is uh, what is capable at the new mm. stadium I think that really that gave them a huge lift the whole atmosphere just the experience so I think that we're definitely going to be needing to, to use the atmosphere um, at the new stadium. This we need season, to change the atmosphere, that's for sure. Don't for get, sure. Me, on my, don't get me on my little soapbox yeah. because well, it's too early. Yeah, it's yeah. too early. Let's quickly tell you, yeah, honestly, you know. Don't do I, I've it. So- uh, we're <laughs> right. I've, I've supported Tottenham Hotspur right since the 1987 Cup final. Right, we lost three two to Coventry, and it broke my heart. Uh, I was a QPR support, not supporter, but a kind of like QPR. He was a QPR, QPR fan. I would like QPR as a kid. You choose your team. I do a fan show. And, do you want to come I, on? And I grew up. I grew up with the training ground, QPR's training ground, literally behind my mate's back, uh, my best mate's um, uh, back garden. So we used to watch them over the fence. Uh, uh, Tottenham 1987 Cup final three two. We lost. I started crying for no other apparent reason I become a Tottenham Hotspur fan right that's the deal Sounds about right the fact you- of the matter is I've been a member of you know junior Spurs and all that sort of stuff so 20 years junior member season ticket old now for seven years and that atmosphere on Sunday was unacceptable Awful. like it was absolutely unacceptable Jamie you were there right I'm not overreacting here it was absolutely unacceptable I, I want callers they can come they've Bombard people bombard me on Twitter as well. Oh, two Talk to me, talk to me, right? Cherry tips. But the point, the point I'm making, right, is that that they that it is our part of us as a team is our responsibility to get behind the players when things aren't going. It's easy to get behind anyone when things are going well. How many Ben? How many um, followers Ben Stokes now got? 
Yeah. Well, what, what about when he was in, in court in Bristol? I bet they weren't following him then. He's just done them heroics. Now everyone's following yeah. him. Yeah, he'll jump on a bandwagon. The point being is that we need to support our team through thick and thin. Mm. And there might be people that say, oh, what are you talking about, Lee? You're talking about, uh, you know, rubbish when you talk about Anfield. But Anfield is a special... Everybody says it. Mm. Anfield's a special place. They get the right thing. If it's a 12-foot kickoff, the flags are out. Right? The, you know, they're, Won't they're, that take time, though, Lee? Because it is a new stadium. Don't well, we ain't got time, Chaz. Chaz, we ain't got time. They need to act on it now. We've got to do I it. Think Why are we do, getting yeah. flags out? Sorry, mate. I'm just, yeah, I will yeah, shut up. No, no, Why no. are we getting flags out for Champions League yeah. quarter-final against Man City, which is amazing... But we're not getting the flags out for a four four thirty kickoff against Newcastle. Yeah. We we got a treat. People don't understand the team. By the way, were woeful on Sunday. Yeah. They were woeful. It was the worst performance I've seen since AVB Wigan one 0 defeat at White Hart Lane. It yeah. was woeful. But that's why that's we need exactly, to get behind that's them. When, that's when the team. Do you needs not agree, that's, when, that's exactly when the team. But then fans would argue it's you know it takes two to tango. Does, the does, fans had no, nothing to celebrate. For, sure. for sure, the fans didn't. That's, I, I hear that argument all the time, and that's what I got when I when I did post about it. That I was quite angry about it on Twitter. But the fans didn't do anything, so it works both ways. And they're saying it works both ways. The fans didn't do their part, and and when when you when you're in that sort of situation where you've got ten men behind the ball, eleven men behind the ball, that's when you need the supporters to, to for encouragement, and there's just none of it. I it, I. I sit in the wall, right? The wall of sound, yeah? Block 252, that's where I sit, right? And you know, people talk about, I, I said, I was very emotional. I was very angry after after that with regard to the result and whatever. I tell them on Twitter, I'm going to call people out on the show on Thursday. I'm not going to call people out, but that's where I sit. And I'm telling you now, from absolute truth, I stood up to sing, come on you Spurs. I, I don't swear. I'm not aggressive in that way. Just to come on you Spurs. I looked around and people were looking at me, shaking their heads. They're looking at me as if they're embarrassed for me to be there. Well, I'm not saying that you have to sing. I'm no, not no. telling yeah. fans to have to sing. No. What I'm saying is we need to be a collective as a team to get behind our team because at this level, yeah. it is fine margins. Mm. And 1%, even half a percent, could have encouraged Lucas Moore to drop a shoulder, exactly. beat his man and create a chance. It could have happened. It might not have happened, but we didn't give it a go. And that's what's frustrating, Rick. Mm. No, I completely agree. Listen, I wasn't there, but what I will say is my wife's probably listening in. I told her to at this point. We spent an hour and a half. I was in Rome. Uh, an hour <laughs> when in Rome, Rick. When in Rome, sir. No one knows because on the Monday show, but we spent an hour and a half researching and trying to find a, a bar to watch it. Well, Rick, Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't built in a day, but it's taken hey, a day. come on. <laughs> it's taken yeah, an hour to, and to find the bloody bar. We've got down here. I watched that as a Newcastle fan beyond me giving it large. It was a, I'm, I couldn't work it out. I can't work out what I was watching. I'll be honest with you, Chaz. I know we're going to get into it more than the Newcastle game. Mm. We've, we've kind of thrown <laughs> into it already, but yeah, I mean... I agree with these two. Whilst I wasn't there, I totally agree that, listen, not everybody has to sing. You're not obliged to go there and sing as a supporter. But at the same time, when the team needs that encouragement, that is where the fan base has to come together and rise atmosphere. Isn't this, though, a broader question and a broader problem? Because a lot of teams, home their home support is never as good as the away support. You're travelling away, you're committed to the side, and nowadays, who goes to the football? You know, you get the really vocal fans who are up for it in passion, and then you get, you know, the tourists there for a day out and family. You get all different types of fans. Is this a problem that Tottenham don't just face it, everyone faces it? Mm-hmm. How, how could you but, solve this? Yeah. What's the long-term I, fix, Lee? I, I, go on, Lee. No, no, go on. Go no, on. I, I agree that, obviously... the. <laughs> Listen, we knew and get the new stadium, you are going to attract different... 
different calibres of yeah. supporters going there. You are going to attract some supporters that and, are there and, for and corporate so events. They're just it, as important, no, aren't they? Listen, they're all as important. I'm not sitting there saying that. No, no nor am I, by the way. I'm not. I've yeah. never no, I know you wasn't. I, I, wasn't, wasn't. I just want to yeah. say that as well. I'm, I've never once said I'm more important. I'm no, a true no, fan. No, I, no, I was saying it from a management side. As in, if we're getting fans through the turnstiles, they're just as important. But all you would ask the encourage the crowd as a collective, like Lisa, it's about a collective. It's not about you know individuals. It's about getting together as a as a team of supporters. When the team is down, that is when they need the most. And to be fair, you you couldn't hear it. I was watching it. You couldn't hear them. These guys were there. You couldn't hear the supporters. I've got I've got three children, right? They're brilliant. Three girls. I've got identical twin girls at six, and Millie, my eldest, who's eight, right? Millie, Lottie, and Lars are my girls. So now you've been introduced to them. I go to their sports day, and bless them, they're not they're not brilliant at the sports day, but they try and they try hard and so on and so forth. And and people get encouragement by that. They don't sit there, stand there, moaning at your kids. You can't do this. You can't do that. If you keep getting told that. If you keep getting told from the stands, moaning, why would you do it like that? Why would you do it like this? It does transform. If you've played sport at any type of level, whether or not it's a sports day, Jamie, you're a runner, right? I'll give you a wicked example. You see, if it, I've run a marathon in 2009. I was lucky to do the London Marathon. I, I no way near did it as fast as what my man Jamie here can do it on, on, uh, to the right of me, but I did it. And at 18 miles under Canary Wharf, I hit the wall. Yeah? Not the wall in, in, in the stadium, <laughs> by the way, but I hit the wall, the classic the wall. And if people wasn't encouraging me and giving me jelly babies yeah. and making me more on, I would have probably stopped. So what you're saying is we need to give the players jelly babies. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm saying that we need to give them encouragement, Jamie. Do you I not agree. agree? I agree. I think it is literally that whole thing, positive, you know, positivity just breeds positivity and it just was not good enough. For me, well, this it? is the Spurs fan show. We were meant to be talking a little bit of positivity. The Champions League draw, I tried my hardest. We're already talking about the Newcastle game. We, of course, are going to be talking the North, North London derby. But let's go into that Newcastle game next. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brand. We were just talking about the Newcastle game, the home attendance, how we need more support, more of an atmosphere there. Of course, we were looking at the Champions League draw, Tottenham paired with Red Star Belgrade. Red Star Belgrade, Bayern Munich and Olympiacos. Let's have a little look now at the Carabao Cup because you are in the next round. You've got Colchester. How are you feeling about that? Is this a cup that you should take seriously? I know it's a chance to bleed some youngsters in, but it's a good chance to win a trophy. The League Cup is coming round. What do you think, Ricky? I think when, you, when you're in our position you don't want a cup for God knows how long, then it is an important cup to win. And what I like mm. about the fact that this season is Pochettino's changed his stance on it. We'll see in terms of his selections if he does stick to his word. But um, he does seem to understand that the club is now desperate to win a trophy of yeah. some kind of magnitude, which will hopefully, in a way I hope, change the mentality of the football club. I have always believed for me that when you win the first trophy, regardless if it's the League Cup, the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, players then know they can win. They yeah. can win a trophy. And we haven't done that yet. So, again, this group is still at that point where it's on the cusp of something special. Yeah. And until they win that, we're always going to be the nearly team, the nearly club. We're always going to get banned for that. Always, is that, always. Is that annoying for fans as well, Jamie? Because everyone, you know, when you're so proud of your club and you have got this new stadium, you've got to a European yeah. Cup final, you are doing well. The first thing that fans want to just say you back to you, go, you don't want a trophy, though. But, is that annoying but, for the fans as well? Yeah, but the, the Carabao Cup won't change that. We'll, they will still get banned. And if, uh, if we were to win the Carabao Cup, they'd still go on about that. Look, for me, as much as I'd love to see this group win a trophy, I want to see Pochettino lift a trophy. 
I don't care about the Carabao Cup. That I know much. you don't, but Jay, do you not think if you win one, this is more of a case. Forget the the, the, no, the nature of this right. trophy. If you win yeah, one, of course, I'd the love, squad know how then to win. I'd love to win it, but look, at the end of the day, I think you have to with our certainly with our squad, you have to prioritise different competitions. And and unfortunately, it was last year. I think we had uh, three games in the space of nine days, and and one of them was was the league, uh, was the FA Cup. And I think we, we ended up prioritising the, the league game and it was uh, the, the semi-final against Chelsea. And we mm. prioritised that one. So it'll be the same case, I think, this year with the Carabao Cup. We might have to, to prioritise a league game and rest a few players in the Carabao Cup. And if that's the case, then so be it. Lee, what do you make of it? I agree with Jamie 100%. I really, really do. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Ricky. I'm not saying Ricky's wrong in a sense of um, I, you know, yeah. does it breed more no, more thingy jigs, but um, more thingy jigs, more more winning. <laughs> but but you know, Pochettino don't care. If we if we're sitting here worried about, yeah, but you care though. Alberta, Pochettino don't care. No, but it, it's not a case of it's not. It, it, if we pick up. Sorry, let me rephrase that because you're mm. right. That sounds horrific, right? If we pick up a Carabao Cup along the way, it's a great thing for the club. But it's not all the be-all and end-all yeah. of what, what our existence is about. Yeah. No, 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 but it reality, doesn't have to be. But, you know, surely playing football, you, you're in you it talk, to win silverware and for trophies sure, but and honours. But, but if we won the Carabao Cup... I, let me take uh, Arsenal, our, uh, our big uh, derby day uh, coming up. When they won the FA Cup three times on the trot, what were people saying? Oh, yeah, but it's, only a, it's the only FA Cup. Exactly. But if we won the FA Cup, we'd be delighted, to absolutely delighted. But people just ban you off, guy. Yeah, but it's nothing. Yeah, but that doesn't water down the achievement because yeah, fans are going to. Yeah, fans are going to say that whatever you win because but, they're the yeah, opposing fans. I'm looking at it more not the case of it's the, the title of the cup, the Carabao Cup. I'm looking at it more of a mentality perspective that this team final. Okay, mm. we can do it. We can actually go all the way in a yeah, trophy. Maybe it's that one percent or two percent mm. belief. Maybe you said that in the first segment. Yeah, I genuinely believe that once you win one, you will then be able to go and win more. That's just how I see. it that it creates hunger because we can do this exactly. oh is this what winning feels like this is what it tastes like now I want a, I want I to want win another trophy. one I think, yeah. with, I think with with this with, with the Carabao Cup you've got to have a really really strong squad and that's why Man City have won it so many times because they can go and play really strong teams for Spurs I don't know if we've got the squad to go and play our strong in strong teams in, in every game so we are likely to have mm. a shock result like we did against Palace what is so, Colchester uh, team now if we can't get past Colchester oh, with our for kids sure. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure not, we've got a decent enough you know, kids out there you know Troy Parrott Jaffet Tengang you would expect these guys to get yeah. games, and we should have enough in the yeah. in our you know reserve squad, if you want to call it that, to you know go over there and win the game. One thing was when we did play in the Europa League, I think that what was so massive was was that Harry Kane got game time, and I think that ended up being a huge blessing in disguise because you had Harry Kane. Um, and other players, uh, Ryan Mason, I think, was given a chance in in the the For league sure, cup. You're spot on, so Forrest, yeah. I think that. You know these sort of cups are now big opportunities for these these players. So you know, in in terms of staying in them for that reason, to to give other players like Troy Parrott opportunities, that's the really the only reason that I want us to stay in it. To be honest. So yeah, look, I'm, look we, the, the last trophy we won was the whatever guys it was in back then, Coca-Cola Cup or uh, you know whatever Carling it was. Cup. It was a, a Carling Cup, Carling a little cup. milk cup, whatever. <laughs> People remember that. But you know, it was a, it was a league cup, yeah. and you know, a day out at Wembley and all that sort of stuff. Look, don't get me wrong. Of course, I want to win silver. Of course, I want to win trophies. I want to see her being successful. And like you say, Rick, to be fair to you, if if that is the case, if they come back and say, well, we've won that trophy now, all of a sudden it breeds more winning, then f- fantastic, so be it. But it's not going to take the banter away because people just yeah. go, don't care anyway. And it's not going to make players stay or sign longer-term contracts to run the Carabao Cup. So, so that yeah. is the, yeah. the kind of the, so, the key that, thing. And, and sorry, Jamie, sorry. but one last thing. I would not say this is a successful season no, this no. year if we won the Carabao Cup and not come alone. fifth. Not alone, no, of course not. So, no, you know, it not. wouldn't be a successful season for me now. 
That's it. That's interesting. I really disagree with that. That, that oh, is Chas, interesting. No, come on, honestly, no. really, it's not going to be enough for but Tottenham, then, is it? What if we don't finish in the top four, then then the project just stops because then we've got no Champions yeah, but League what if and we you, can't keep you're improving. saying about keeping players. What if you finish in the top four and win a, in, win the Carabao Cup? You know, because oh, yeah, if players are going to leave or they're yeah, going to stay, but, they're going to do it either that's way. That's nice because it's we've won it on the way. Yeah, we've won it on the way. Spot on. Paro Diabar is not looking at Tottenham thinking, oh God, I hope they win the Carabao Cup. I've, 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 I want to be there in January. No, but you're saying about players leaving. No, but, you know, it's mm. the thing, look, there's a project here. We've just won this trophy back in February, you know, all right, albeit it's one of the smaller domestic mm. trophies, but this squad's capable. We're a young and up-and-coming squad. We've won this. Next season, we're going for this. We've got in the top four. Why don't you come that's, and join the project exactly over the here? Not yeah, like, oh, you fair, know what, we're yeah. only in the top four, but we're really, we're keeping our players here. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, no, that's like, fair. we should look at the Cup. That's how we should look at the Cup. I mean, and you mentioned Jamie there, Man City as well. Years yeah. when when Jose Mourinho was uh, was involved with Chelsea in the first time round, he'd always prioritise Carabao Cup, put out a strong side, and win it. There's yeah. a trophy in the cabinet, and it does. He called the Community uh, Shield I, a trophy uh, for yeah. sure. Well, he, 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 invented, he invented the trophies <laughs> of trophies, didn't he? Yeah. Like, to be fair, but the reality is he did do that. So, look, I, I think that I think it's a good debate. I think that mm. it's not going to change. It's not going to change Tottenham Hotspur's world if we win the Carabao Cup, no. but it'd be a nice thing to do on the way to changing our world, as in winning the Premier League or the Champions League. Just very quickly, I know I'm going to get ahead of myself here. That's your thoughts on the Carabao Cup. Obviously, in January, it'll be FA Cup time. Same stance, or this is a completely different trophy? Uh, I think th- the FA Cup's more prestigious. So, I I mean, I'd still got the same attitude. If, if oh, Mauricio wow. Pochettino decided to, to rest a few players for the FA Cup because we had a big league game on the weekend, then I'm absolutely fine with that. I just don't want a big reaction from the fans when we but do But Tottenham have, have such a, a history with the FA Cup. That shocks me. To me, I mean, maybe I'm like a bit of a sentimental... Just, like, just uh, uh, the, you know, the romance in the FA yeah. Cup. I think it's a shame that it has lost this magic. I think yeah. it should be on yeah. par with, you know... If, it's a fairly big trophy in my eyes. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's, there's only four... Four trophies you can win, only four, and you know two of the most obtainable ones you can win is the League Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah. So Spurs should be doing anything in their power to at least win one of those. They should be end off, especially if we yeah, think it is a transitional season as well. So again, another fair point. We talked we talked before about transitional. Uh, is it a transitional time? Uh, Tottenham two point that you talk about <laughs> the, the rebuild. You know, if we if we are rebuilding and we're shipping out all these players, and we just I just broke the news earlier, right? Live, didn't I? Before <laughs> Ricky and Jamie about Wanyama. Now if he's going, and a few of the others going, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, but you know, to be fair, if it, is a, if it is if it is a transitional <laughs> season and we win a, a, a trophy, look, Poch yeah. come out at the beginning yeah. of the season and said it is time for us to win a trophy. Yeah, he did, Maybe he, he might take a different stance on it now. To answer your direct question though, but I know we've got Shubin on the call, but you know, but um, uh, to answer your direct question, my attitude is slightly different to the FA Cup because it is the FA Cup. It's the most prestigious domestic cup competition on the planet and I, and we have got a good history in it and I'd love to win it and it's it's fantastic, but it still doesn't change our entire history or the players or the manager or where we are in terms of dining at the top table if we just win the FA Cup. And Arsenal although they are more successful us in terms of winning trophies, and sorry, Spurs fans are listening, you know that's, that is the case, uh, as painful it is, they didn't get the credit, or Wenger didn't get the credit for winning three FA Cups on the trot. You say that, that's a really interesting thing, Lee. I just want to quickly go there. You say, you know, when we look back, you know, joining the big elite dining table, but, you know, it's something to put up. You know, we won this, and then people go, oh, well, we won this trophy in this year, we won this. You look back, you know, you look, you're going down the honours sure, list, but and this is when we won this sure, trophy. For sure, but we're talking about progression and the progression of. But that the, is of, the progression, no, no, isn't no, it? No, 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 it's not actually, because the progression of where we're going now is coming into that super European super club championships, whatever's going to happen. And mark my words, it's, it's going to happen where there's going to be lots of uh, clubs that talk about changing the UEFA Champions League well, that's where we need to be otherwise yeah. we're going to get left behind yeah. we can win 15 FA Cups but if we're not in that competition then uh, then we're not going to be yeah, taken seriously anyway so it's a tough one for sure 
For me, <laughs> no, for me, listen, the FA Cup's it's a series cup. tonight. Why can't we win them both? That's the point. Why can't we win them all? Can we not win them all? Why can't we go after it? Why can't we go after it? And you take enough about your squad. We have, yeah. we, have in, we have invested in the squad and we have got a yeah. decent enough squad to go and have a go at them cups, for sure. So why, why can't we? Why is it and we'll one, happy, one or right? the other? Just go and win them all. Listen, no, you, uh, you go on and win the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. I don't want none of you yeah, changing no, your we'll, tune, all right? I said it from day one. I sure. broke that news. But when, the, last time, <laughs> the, the last time we won the Carabao Cup, whatever it's called then, we were two points uh, from eight yeah. games, I think. We were bottom of the league that season. Juan de Ramos, absolute shocker. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the year after that we won the Carabao Cup. Once we won that trophy in 2008, by the way, we had, uh, we had a, a run of form that was actually a little bit like so what we're going now. through now. It was horrific. It, so it doesn't change anything. Exactly. Robbie Keane and Ledley King, they lifted up a trophy. Fantastic. It's amazing. I'd like to get players or ex-players or under people who are playing sports or an opportunity on it. But that's where Poch is changing the mentality of our football club. Totally and if Poch does walk, it will be because of that. Because he cannot change the mentality of our fans and our base whereby all we're, we're happy with a Carabao Cup. Yep. Well, we just mentioned the cup didn't change the league form. We are going to be talking about that league form. We're going to be looking at that Newcastle game next. Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen, and Jamie Brand. We were just getting a little bit heated in the studio. We were saying how important is that cup run because the Carabao Cup, Tottenham are playing Colchester. The Champions League draw was made earlier on today with Spurs getting Bayern Munich, Olympiacos, and Red Star Belgrade. We haven't yet discussed really that Newcastle game, although we did look at the atmosphere. But I'm delighted to say Shuban has called us. Shuban from Enfield, thank you for calling and giving us a little bit of your time tonight. Do you agree with the guys in the studio? Should they prioritise the Carabao Cup? Um, I think the, the leagues are bread and butter. It's what makes you money. And obviously, you know, I think if you get into Champions League or you don't, it's about £18 million or something. I don't know. National numbers. So, I think, I mean, personally, I don't want to win the Wenger Trophy of getting fourth place, but um, you want to progress every single season and Champions League, unfortunately, is where the money's at. You know, I, I, I you know, I know what the, the I don't know CFO would prefer. Us, us fans, I'd love to have Wembley in the trophy, but and his league is right there. And look at look, you know, look at Arsenal. Shuban, lead us into the Newcastle chat because that's our next subject. Tell us what do you make of that result at the weekend? I know we covered it on the pod on Monday, but um, obviously we're going to have a quick chat about it because obviously Lee and Jamie are here. Tell us what your thoughts were on that game and the performance and the the nature of that result. I just think personally we set up wrong. That the setup was a bit wrong, and uh, what I, kept, I don't understand is we kept doing the same thing over and over again. Newcastle had two banks before, and we thought they left it going out straight in a straight line. And that turned that wall into those two walls of four, and, and and we did get it wide. Unfortunately, Lucas lost his line, and so you know. But to be totally fair, I've never ever said this at first, but I don't think we deserved anything from that game. I think even a draw would have been a, a robbery. So. Shuban, we're going, to try, we're going to try to call you back, or if you could call us back, that'd be great, because the line's not great. We're struggling to hear you there, but we really want to hear from you tonight and talk a little bit about Tottenham. So if you can call us back, that would be fantastic. In the meantime, let's uh, carry on talking about that Newcastle game, although Shuban did... Uh, uh, tweet in a question. He said, talking of the North London derby, we are going to talk about it later, but let's do this one for now. He uh, he thinks the manager needs to make some changes. Who should he bring back, back to the starting 11? Well, a couple of when I saw that 11 go up, uh, you know, I think all of our hearts about sunk a little yeah. bit because you had Christian Eriksen on the bench, Jan Vertonghen on the bench. Jan Vertonghen is the best centre-back at the football club. Yeah. Christian Eriksen is the most creative player at the football club. 
both are on the bench. Now, my only argument with both of these at the moment is that we've seen the previous two games no real confidence in that defence with Sanchez in there. And I think Sanchez, just for the record, I think he will be a top quality player in time. Mm. And he has to use his time now to learn off Vertonghen, learn off Alderweireld, use Maurizio Pochettino. He's a guy that's played at centre-back. Christian Eriksen. Now, I feel strong about this subject because if Eriksen is on the bench, then he's still in the right frame of mind to feature for Tottenham. Therefore, if he's in the right frame of mind to feature for Tottenham, he should be in the starting eleven. He's the most creative player in the football club. If I know that he's not in the squad, then that's fine. I then accept that he's not the right frame of mind to play. He doesn't play. But if he's on the bench, he should be in the team. So when I saw that 11, already I was concerned. I don't know what the guys think. Lee, what do you reckon? Well, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I was on here last week, wasn't I? I said, I think we've got the best front four in the Premier League. When everybody's fit and healthy and, and firing, we've got the best front four in the Premier League. I mean, mm. we did not look like that at all. I mean, I thought Kane and Mora um, and Son... Were, were woeful, if I'm really honest. There was no movement um, at all from them. And I know that's what, you know, come back to atmosphere thing that we had a, a crack on earlier. You know, I know, you know, the team has to get you excited about doing stuff. And the team didn't. It, they, they were woeful, yeah. weren't they, Jamie? They really were. The point being is that, you know, you need to be able to get in behind the teams when they got two, I think Shubin was saying about two banks of four. You need to get in behind teams. You need to drop a shoulder, beat your man and create some space. We just didn't do it. We just didn't do any of that at all, the well, whole game. I'm delighted to say we have got Shubin back with us. Shubin, are you there? Sorry about that. I think it was a dodgy connection. Uh, can you guys see me better now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, my question was, um, basically, you guys talking about this then. Um, I was going to ask, would you bring back Derek Dyer back into, into make a battery or put him in front of that battery? Because I don't know the Arsenal, they're going to play for it. I think they put Pepe, who's their new player. And Lacazette and Aubameyang, if Joel Linton found space, I think those, those any of those two, any, any of those guys can find loads of space. They'll punish a lot more. Um, I think with the defence, for me, it looks as though it probably might have to be a back five, given our options at right back. I think that. It looks as though Musa Soko uh, might be the guy to come in at right back. I think the likes of Walker Peters, obviously injured. Um, Serge Aurier, I don't think, um, obviously he's not really in the plans at the moment. So I think it might have to be a back five. Um, for me, I just I don't think this is the game for Eric Dyer to come back in. I think it's I think it's a bit too soon for Eric Dyer to come back in. I think that Vertonghen's the guy I'd like to see coming back into a, uh, into the back five. Very interesting. We really appreciate you, Shubin, there. Thanks for calling back. We're sorry about the connection. I'm delighted to say we have, uh, weirdly, got an Arsenal fan on the on the show. <laughs> He's called up. Lee Campbell, Arsenal fan. Good name. Fan. Good Lee, name, Lee. Lee. Well done, Lee. Uh, good, good luck. <laughs> what do you want to ask up. the guys? <laughs> um, to be honest, first, I just wanted to say oh, thank you for letting me on the show. And you, you guys actually have some great content. So, um, thank you. Well, thank thanks, you. Well, thank you very much. Um, I think, for me, uh, the reason why I called up is, obviously, uh, yeah, I am a massive Arsenal fan, but I think I'm a bigger football fan more than anything. So, yeah, fair play. Um, listening to obviously you guys weekly and obviously seeing that your Twitter your Twitter feed and things like that I was just wanted to know do you think that you're maybe overrating your team a little bit more I mean I know League is quite um, convincing with some of his chats sometimes but maybe he may go a little bit over the top with how happy he is with, his, uh, with, with the team and the squad so I just wanted to know maybe what you thought about that yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I, I can get over it, Jubin. No, look, I think I think I think <laughs> leave we've got. Lee. Yeah, yeah, leave it. Lee. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no,
Um, from an Arsenal point of view, I think you've got a very, very good front for yeah, it, I have to 100%. say. I've, I've, I haven't seen Pepe play properly, but Lacazette and Aubameyang, I think they scored 52, 53 goals between last year in the Premier League. Yep. That ain't your problem. The problem is the, yep. the defence. And you went out and spent eight million on a, on a defender that's won the Champions League and lots of different trophies, who's also still woeful. So, you know, I think if both sides are firing in the, in the, in the front end of their team, I think it could be a, it could be a, a bit of a basketball match, to be fair. But, but coming back to, you know, our team... No, I've seen the capability of our defending with Toby and Yan at the back, you know, having the best defensive record in the Premier League. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen how good Danny Rose has been. I've seen how strong Eric Dyer is in the, in the centre or, or how what the touches of or, of, of uh, Winks are and the Deli Alley deft touches and what how he affects play. When you watch them players live, it, you know, and you and you kind of do almost do player cam on them yourself because you're the you're the own director, aren't you? you when, when you watch them live, it's very different to watching it on TV. So I do back the squad and I, and I, and I back what, what what we've got there. So maybe I am a little bit over the top, but the reality of the situation, we got to a Champions League final last year. Back the manager, so, to back the manager. I mean? Well, I do back <laughs> the manager, but you know, we got to a Champions League final last year. We finished. Um, uh, with a, a, a strong points total for the last four or five seasons uh, under Pochettino. We've gotten to the top four on the, on the trot the last four four seasons, which from a Spurs perspective, Lee, that's unheard of from Tottenham. Like, mm. I, I haven't had that before. So yeah. actually, there is, there is, we should be we should be buoyant and happy and positive about the things. Just, just thinking about um, some of the things that you said and some of, like, I don't know why recently a lot of like Spurs fans have been coming out the woodwork, but a lot of my Spurs friends are basically saying things along the lines of, Pochettino now, how he's a little bit um, grumpy. Mm. He reminds us. He reminds everyone of, like of Arsene Wenger from like two, two or three seasons ago. Where I'm not saying he's going to go, and I don't necessarily think he should go because there's nothing really better for him out there. But the way he's quite like moany and a little bit miserable about like the press and his demeanor, his team and, yeah. yeah, the way he's, the way he is. Do you think that that could obviously be also be an effect on your team and the way you're playing because? Let's be honest. You're not obviously playing as well as you should be. Like, and uh, you talk about the points total. I think you finished obviously one point above Arsenal, and I think one point or two points behind Chelsea. So, I mean, it's kind of two things split in one. So, do you think that Pochettino does remind you a little bit of Arsene Wenger on the possibility he may leave? And do you think that he is actually having a negative effect on your team, not just the players themselves? Do you know what, Lee? You've actually stolen our running order for the, for the second half of the show. <laughs> so you've you also got the notes here, which is absolutely fine. I mean, Sorry. you're doing that, it's amazing. Sorry. But um, what, I will, what I will say, we're going to come on to it in the second half of the show, but I do agree with you to some degree. What I will say that I had a chat with Chris Cowling, friend of the show, obviously he's on the show regularly as well, Chris, and we actually likened the way Pochettino is now to Jose Mourinho when he came back to the Premier League, where he does seem at the moment to be very agitated, very grumpy. We are going to cover it more in the second half, but I think the biggest concern on the back of that Newcastle game, which I know we're still going to be covering for the time been at the moment is just the way we are starting games so slow and if Spurs are going to get anything at Arsenal you've got to come out the blocks with a bit more yeah. aggression and just up for the game you know Spurs when we have got our results against big teams um, or maybe Arsenal not such a big team anymore but um, you know oh. you've got to you know you've got to be able to start games fast out the blocks and Spurs haven't done that yet this season and they need to be mm. at you know a level where they're going to come out and you know out of the blocks. I mean, the only game I can really think of recently is that Huddersfield game. That the, you know, we we we, we demolished them at the new stadium though as well, isn't it? But Huddersfield, it's, 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 shocking. We still, we still need like to get back to shocking. playing. You know, out of the blocks from minute one. Lee, very quickly then, because uh, <laughs> you know you are an Arsenal fan. This is the Spurs fan show. But while you're on, we must get a prediction from you for this weekend. What do you think? Ah, uh, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, and I think the only reason why I'm going to say this, I genuinely do think. 
it's going to be a draw. And I think if if it wasn't that Arsenal was so cocky now, because obviously Tottenham did lose their last game, I think we'd have won 3-1 genuinely. But I think it's going to be a draw because I think Tottenham will be fired up. I think you've got your game plan. I think you've got all the all the um, ammunition you need to... Merce done our team talk for us, didn't he? Paul yeah, Merce done our team talk for us. I don't want to swear, but yeah, he did do that. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I think a draw... It's not gonna, I don't think it would be the best result for either team right now, but I mean, yeah, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw, lots of goals, and um, hopefully hopefully we win, but I mean, yeah, I think Tottenham are a better team at the moment, so that's just me being honest. So, yeah. No, fair, fair, fair point, Lee. We really appreciate you coming on, giving us some time, especially as you're an Arsenal fan. Maybe we'll hear from you next week, depending on the result. Lee there, he said 2-2 splinters, or genuine prediction from him there, Lee? Uh, no, I think he's, no, I think fair play to the uh, fellas for, for coming on. He's a genuine football fan as well, and I think I love the fact that you know there's a massive rivalry between the two clubs, and and you know there, there always will be. But you know sometimes you've got to take your hat off in certain areas and certain and in certain instances. And like I said, I don't know much about Pepe, but their front two yeah. were excellent last year. Brilliant against. Do you know what? It gives you some hope. There's some genuine normal fans out there as well, like Arsenal fans. <laughs> That's the <laughs> well, best thing. There you have it. The second hour hasn't even started. We're going to be taking a closer look at that game, getting predictions from the boys in the studio. But I keep saying it, but we are going to be talking about that Newcastle game next. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Now, guys, just a reminder out there, we are running this special promo for The Athletic. Um, I'm sure if you're aware of The Athletic, this is the opportunity to get the best coverage of your club with a world-class team of writers. They are completely ad-free, no ads, no annoying pop-ups. And John... One of our you know, people that we know out there covering Tottenham, Jack Pitbrook, a massive writer who covers a lot about Spurs, is the main writer. I mean, John, you've already got the content as I understand. What do you think of it? I really, really like the athletic, actually. I think it's a really interesting modern concept on securing the best journalists for each supporter's club and then having them write on a almost daily basis. And, and there's questions and answers and an opportunity for you to really feel in line with what's happening at your club. Uh, I've seen two great articles by Jack this week uh, covering Tottenham Hotspur, those being the situation of Christian Eriksen's contract and the shift in power between Tottenham's security of having players tied to long-term deals is not as it once was. And we've seen that with Toby, Jan and uh, Christian Eriksen potentially running down their contracts and leaving for nothing. And then Jack's also released a second article today discussing the Y-word consultation and what the connotations are for Tottenham Hotspur supporters and those from the Jewish community. It's a really interesting read, and uh, I encourage you all to get out there and have a look at it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, at the moment, they seem to be taking the world by storm, this new way of going forward. I mean, they're a subscription to the company's complete football content library, and also a lot of stuff they do within the US itself. I mean, as I said, the best coverage of your club, a world-class team of writers, and we have to emphasise, completely ad-free, no ads, no annoying pop-ups, and again, for a 30-day free trial and to receive 50% off your yearly subscription for only £2.50 per month. You just need to go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash last word. So make sure you're putting that in, theathletic.co.uk forward slash last word, and it has to be in lowercase. Okay, guys, get on that promotion. Really, really good content. Enjoy. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, <laughs> Lee McQueen, the talented 
Oh, I could go on. The Honestly. objectives I was going to say there, Lee. Talk to me. Just talk to me. You have to press that dump button in a minute, Joe. No, 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 mate. Let yeah. the world know. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Talents for days, mate. Lee McQueen, Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brown. But let's talk about Newcastle now because we've sort of swerved it a little bit because it was a dodgy result. But you're all you're all honest. You said, look, woeful performance, not the best. And, you know, you had that performance last week to Man City and it was 2 to, and everyone made a better possession and shots. But was that papering over the cracks? Because, papering over the cracks because at this minute in time, you know, it's not. Re- it is about points, you know. You want to start flying, but it's about performances. And 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 yes, you didn't get the points on the weekend, but it's the performances that are worrying, yeah, aren't it was, they? It was woeful. But yeah, you know, it's the concentration levels. I know it wasn't an early goal per se because it was like what twenty sixth, twenty seventh minute or whatever. Mm. But we concede early goals all the time. It's absolutely yeah. rife within our game. And I want. I want to throw this out there. I want to know what's going on. I know. Um, a uh, friend of the show and, and, and part of the show now, John, from Lily White Rose, he goes down the training ground all the time for the academy. I want to see these players train and see if they actually know how to defend. Right? In terms of, you know, what's their concentration levels? I was on the last season talking about starting in a tunnel with a wet fish and slapping him in the face to yeah, wake these players up. Are you with yeah. me? Like, here's, here's the thing. We conceded two goals early against Ajax in both games in the Champions League last year. This goes back to last year. We conceded early twice against City. We conceded the first goal against Aston Villa. We conceded the first goal again against City. We conceded the first goal in the uh, against City um, early doors at their, at their place in the league twice and, and at Wembley as well, six minutes miles. We conceded the first game on the weekend. Well, the first goal was the only goal, but again, we conceded first. The point being is, look, the point is made. It's ridiculous. Where's the intensity gone of our game when we're starting games like, uh, you know, like a train? Get out in front of them, break them down. You've got a game plan that you've worked on with Steve Booth and his, co- and his coaching team. There's one thing about Steve Bruce, he might get a lot of stick. He's a brilliant, brilliant coach, to be fair, like coaching the players. All week they'd have been working on be rigid, be compact, don't give anything away. Spurs start the game fast as anything, score within the three minutes, game plan out the window. No, let's ease and pull and move and go side to side. And Oh, hang on a minute. Let's defend horrifically and let them go 1-0 up and let them defend that 1-0 lead for the rest of the game. Well, who's at fault Shocking. there, Lee? Who's, who's to blame with that then? Who, who would, if you if you're saying Lee... Low, we have to point a finger somewhere. Who is it for you? Well, for, for me, it has to be the coaching part of the of the game, only because it wasn't one individual error, was it, no. lads? It wasn't one individual mistake. It was, it was yep. everybody. Something has happened. We don't know what it is. We can speculate for once. Something has happened whereby the, the, the preparation for that game mm. was either... A couple of things, multiple choice here, listeners. It could have been either A... No preparation. Wait, let me write it down. We'll do a yeah, exactly. <laughs> B, um, you know, we just took them for uh, for granted. We thought it was going to go to complacency and go roll over what you were talking about earlier. Or C, the players don't care because there's a lot of pe- things going on in the background. I don't know what it is, but it's ain't not right. Mm. We're going to talk about, obviously, Maurizio in the, in the second part of the show, but I think what Lee says there is the nail on the head. Something isn't right what's going on in the club at the moment. We've got a situation where you've got Adavirod's contract, Danny Rose's contract, Jan Vertonghen's contract, all up in the air at the moment. Christian Eriksen's contract. Eriksen wants to know wants to leave the club. Danny Rose, I tried to move him on. He's still there. So you've got issues all around the club at the moment, which is now, unfortunately, transcending itself onto the pitch. And here, and here is where also, where me and Jason said back the manager, this is where we also needed to back him by getting rid of some of these players. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was the case that, you know, we, we were unable to offload them because clubs weren't willing to buy them. But I think so many fans got emotionally, too emotionally attached, like of Toby Alderweireld, Danny Rose, those are the two big ones that would just, they are now, you know, uh, Alderweireld's got one year left in his contract, Rose will have the, uh, Rose will have the same next summer. 
and these are players that we should have offloaded and I think we got too emotionally attached to them. Well, you have had a tweet in just quickly about the game, Lee, before uh, you come in there and it's from Nick Donovan. He says, in my opinion, the creative passes weren't the issue. It was the off-the-ball movement, no off-the-ball from all the players starting, sluggish in the offence, yep. very little, you know, no uh, quick one-touches, on, no yeah. flowing Spot football, on. no one was creating runs into space. We're trying this playing out from the back when the team it's seemed like they didn't lost. Know what do. It's like they didn't know what to do. I think uh, it's it's difficult, on, though, because there w- I don't think there was any space, though, because they were so... They, in fairness to Newcastle, I think they deserved the win because they yeah, played so well. Yeah. I think yeah, that we play. do also fair have play. to give them a bit of credit because they've defended fantastically. No, but and it's there not, was but no, you, you, you're always going to come on and give credit, but you're I think the big issue, the top, And I think with the creativity, I think that that was the issue. That's why we didn't win, because I think there was no... We had two players missing that were big creative sparks. It's Undombele, who can, who can pick it through, put it through the lines, pick out a pass... Uh, drive the ball forward and Christian Eriksen and there was none of that on Sunday and there was none of that on Sunday and I think those are two massive misses for Spurs. I, I agree with Jane. The issue you've got is everyone's criticised when Eriksen came on that he didn't create much. The problem is Eriksen's coming on in a game where the, it's already so compact. So Newcastle have got their game plan. They're rigid. They like Lisa. They're going to set up with two banks of four, and it then becomes even harder hmm. to then bring Ericsson on to try and thread a ball through when Newcastle are so set up the way they are. But, but coming back to the coaching and preparation, you talked about like these contracts and this that, and the other. And it, is, it is a it is a fair point. But massive this, issue. No, but it's a massive this was happening last year, Rich. Yeah, but it's still we a lost to Watford. Issue. We were abysmal against yeah. Watford after we beat Man United. Went to Watford. We got rolled over. We lost thirteen games in the Premier League last season, and and to a lot of them were to, to lesser teams. We beat Brighton in the 93rd minute at White Hart Lane. Let me tell you some stats about White Hart Lane and Wembley. Everybody thinks Wembley was an absolute disaster. We played 33 home games at Wembley, for home games, inverted commas. We lost six, yeah? We've played seven times in the Premier League at, at, at White Hart Lane. We've lost two. That's a worse losing ratio than it was at Wembley over a longer period of time. The, 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 the stadium, the, the atmosphere, the, all of that stuff that we're talking together is, is part of the issue. The issue may be the contracts. It might be unsettled. But what was the game plan here? We knew that Newcastle would play two games. They got absolutely rinsed both times they played. We knew that they didn't have confidence. We also knew that they were going to come and sit in because Wyatt Lane is a very, very difficult place to go. What was our game plan? We had two shots on target. You're joking me. But I also think you play the best eleven you've got available at the time to you, and we aren't at the moment playing the best eleven for whatever reason. If it is contract, uh, if this player wants to go, that's the biggest problem, Jay, isn't it? Well, and I think that this is where perhaps the whole Spurs in crisis has been been a blown out of proportion a bit. I think with Spurs have been so desperately unlucky with injuries. I think with Ali and Dombele, I mean, how many injuries have we had? We've now, and I think with the transfer window still open, that's distracting the likes of Ericsson. I think that Ericsson is going to stay. I think he'll come back into the team. So when the transfer window closes, hopefully just somehow Spurs can have a bit more fortune with injuries. I think that that's been the biggest issue for Spurs, because especially last year, we had so many injuries last year, disrupted so much form. So I think that, that that's really is the the reason that Spurs are struggling at the moment. I know we're going to come on to Rizzo after this next break, but my only concern was that during that game watching it, I didn't really see too many occasions where he was trying to lift the players from the touchline. And that's also my concern that as a manager, you well, want... What about players on the pitch? Should there be leaders on the pitch that go, look, we're sensing this, sure. you know, they're, taking they're the game by the scruff yeah. and then they're, 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 they're missing a core leader there in Jan Vertonghen. You know, people don't realise how much of a leader <laughs> yeah. he is in that back four and he's not on the well, pitch. Well, very quickly, let me ask you, Ricky, because you wasn't here last week. Two weeks ago, you said, I'd be surprised if Vertonghen don't play against Man City. He didn't. still wasn't, you know, in the team. What's happened? You said, you know, he's going to come straight back in. What? Logic would say he should come straight back in. There's clearly issues behind the scenes, whether he's unfit. Listen, the thing for me at the moment is, the only reason Jan Vertonghen is not getting into this team 
is if he is severely unfit. Is he that unfit though? Well, can he be more, un- can he be more unfit than watching uh, Sanchez defended? You know, that's not singling him out, but oh, Danny sorry, Rose yeah, and sorry. him. There was three occasions in that game at the weekend where the ball went in between both of them and neither of them yeah. dealt with it on three separate and occasions. And that's why I'm coming back to a coaching situation because that's three times in one game. You know, and, and if you... If, like if, switched off. That's what I'm saying. Like, where was their minds? The where def- were they? The, unfortunately, I think if you look at the defence, Throughout the four of them just aren't good enough. No. And I really firmly believe that they're not good enough for Spurs. Carl Walker-Peters, nothing about me, says he's a good football player. Davinson Sanchez, as much as I think he's going to be a good player one day, just don't think he's good enough at the moment. Danny Rose, I, I, not I, good I, enough. I disagree with that, Jamie. I, I, I know you want to go to a break. I disagree with that. I've got, I've got to have a go on that. Because, you know, the reality is that is a knee-jerk reaction. You know, Davison no, Sanchez... I genuinely don't believe... Well, genuinely no, don't that's, believe that's fair enough. That's no, no, fair no, enough. No, Look, Davison Sanchez, when he was, when he was alongside Yang Vertonghen in that season... He was outstanding. So many mistakes. It's so is, many mistakes. So there many is mistakes. so many mistakes, but so much to talk about it. Luckily, we've got a second hour of Spurs, so don't go anywhere. We're going to be discussing it all right here on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Ricky Sachs, and Jamie Brown, the dancing Lee McQueen. I'm Very back, excited. Baby. He's back. Positivity all the way. We were talking. I was going to nickname this instead of Spurs Fan Show today. I was going to call it Spurs Moan Show, right? So I'm going to change <laughs> the mood <laughs> afterwards. No, come, come on, come on. Let's moan it's positivity. It's honest, though. It's honesty, isn't it? It's honesty. It's honesty. You've got to say things as they are. You've got to say things as they are. We're all having a debate. It was Lee versus me earlier. Then it was Lee versus Lee. It's a great fixture, the Beautiful. North London derby. There you go. Fixture. We are, of course, talking to, uh, about the massive fixture this weekend, Spurs versus Arsenal. We, we were taking a look at the Champions League draw. We had a little review of the disappointing Newcastle defeat. But we want to take that a little bit further now because there's a lot being made at the minute. You know, how happy is the manager? Is he unhappy? Supposedly a lot going on behind the scenes, a little bit of speculation. How much is that true? You know, we know clickbait's a real big thing where Spurs are concerned. Everyone, you know, it's very easy when there is a defeat to make up a story, especially on social media nowadays. But let's get into that because, Ricky, you're saying that we we don't know how much is true, but no smoke without fire. There are certain things going on at the club at the minute. A hundred percent. Behind the scenes, it, it's not what it should be. It's not. You've got players that are clearly unhappy. Like Jamie said earlier, they clearly want to move players on. They haven't been able to move them on. Yeah. Players that want to go, that's still the case. Ericsson had made it clear early in the summer he wants to go. Would Ericsson be starting on the bench in games if his head was fully at Tottenham? He wouldn't. So no. there's clearly an issue there at the moment. But my big concern at the moment is Maurizio Pochettino and the way he's addressing the media. Now, Alistair Gold, who is a top Spurs journalist, top, one of top our, guy. One of top our you know, guy. one of the guys that we love to get on the show, um, he asked Maurizio a question at a, a pre-match or a post-match press conference and Maurizio snapped at him. And what's concerning me about Maurizio at the moment is that he's reminded me a lot, and I spoke to Chris Callan about this during the week, he's reminded me a lot of Jose Mourinho in when he came back to English football and he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And what I'm worried about... When he was the chosen one, not the special one. That's it. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that that also could be rubbing off on the players. It, I think, he, like Jamie said, it's back to the point that they've not been able to move on the players that they've been able to... Well, wanted to. But at the same time, he has to remember the club did deliver his preferred targets. They did go and get Undenbele, they went and got Sessegnon, they went and got Luchel, so yes, the transfer's mm. coming late, yes, it means that he's now going to have to bed them in over time, and he's yeah. going to have to work with them, and it's going to have to be during the season, which isn't ideal. When, for me, I always want players in early, but at the same time, they did get those players yeah. for him, and it is now a case where he needs to work with those players, because he's got decent players there. Yeah. He has got decent players, and this is a massive fixture at the weekend, and what concerns me also is his mindset at the moment. You know, people, a lot of 
a lot of these are, t- are chatting to stats at the moment. You know, we read the stats out on last week's show, but again, 14 defeats in 32 games, three wins in the last 12, and five points from the last 15 in 2019. Adamic happy reading. We're not sitting here saying Pochettino out. We adore the man. We love him. But he doesn't seem happy in himself at the moment. And that's my biggest concern, because he's unhappy. Mm. We're all energy supporters. Yeah. Look, for me, I... I, I... After the summer, I was pleased with how we did in the transfer window. I think we got in the good, pl- we got in some very good players. We offloaded some deadwood, um, but at the moment, it, the squad still feels a bit dysfunctional. And I think that, as I said, I feel as though it was always going to this, this rebuild of the team was always going to take a couple of years uh, or, or, or a few transfer windows. Um, so at the moment, I just feel as though you know. As I said, it's going to take a couple of windows to fix, and and for me, it feels like a transitional season again. So I can see why he's going to be, you know, unhappy with his squad at the moment. Well, we have had another call into the studio this time, all the way from the states, New Jersey. Will joining us on the line. Thank you so much for calling from the states, Will. Will, you're worried about the dismal play in general. You're also a little bit worried about the fullbacks. What are you thinking going ahead uh, towards this weekend's game? Well, I think in general. You know, we've just been so dreadful uh, in the Premier League, and I think that the the incredible run in the Champions League kind of, uh, uh, you know, it kind of covered up how dismal we played in the league. But maybe that was necessary because of injuries and such. And, look, I'll love Pochettino forever for, for sending us on that trip and on that ride to the Champions League final. As a sports fan, uh, there are very few experiences in my life that were like that. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. But as we move on now, you know, a, a couple things. I, I'm shocked that we're playing this stupid game with Lorente and we may lose him. It took us years to have a backup forward. And we finally get the right guy who contributes big time. We don't beat Man City in the Champions League without him. We definitely don't beat Ajax without him in the second half. We went to him 16 times with long balls. He won 14 of them including the critical last one of the game. So the fact that we didn't bring him back is insane to me. We could have used him against Newcastle for sure. And the other thing is, this is a fullback league. Look at the two fullbacks on Liverpool. Look at the fullbacks on Man City. If we want to compete, we need top-quality fullbacks. The fact that we let Trippier go without a replacement, again, is insane. And, boy, Rose just doesn't cut it. He's just not good enough. So there, that's that's where I'm at. I think with Fernando, look, with Fernando Lorente, I think it's another player that, as I said, I think fans got too emotionally attached to certain players, the likes of Alderweireld um, and, and Rose. I just don't think he's the player for us anymore. I think he's slightly too old. If Spurs wanted to bring someone else in, they should have, you know, they should have found someone. Hopefully, you know, we might see Troy Parrott come in. You know, if we'd have brought in Lorente, then you then you don't have that option of, of, of Troy Parrott coming in. So, um, and I agree with the fullback issue. As we said, it is a big issue at Spurs, the fullbacks. I'm not really sure any of them are good enough. Uh, Danny Rose is not good enough. I think he's had three poor performances already this season. Uh, Carl Walker-Peters on the other side, as I said, just hasn't really done much to inspire him. But again, as I've said, I think it was always going to take time to rebuild the team. I think fullbacks are very difficult to find. Um, and I think it is going to take a few windows before we kind of fix that area. Will, we really appreciate you calling, especially John all the man, way Will. from States. Cheers, Cheers Will. Will. Thank you. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Always, we love the callers here on the Spurs Venture. If you want to call, please do on 0208 70 20 558. Well, we have had another call. This time, Jason, a familiar name from Last yes, Word on Spurs. Jace, thanks for calling. You're very worried about uh, the manager's demeanour, aren't you, as well? 
Yes, obviously it's a concern at the moment, but you know, I think listening to Jamie was earlier, he was he was right in that I said, you know, you've got to back the manager over players leaving and I think we're stuck in a situation now with players still at the club that he doesn't want there. And when they're going into training, you know, are they really pushing themselves in training to get ready for a Spurs game or are they just ticking over just oh, well, I turn up for training, I'll do me five laps at a pitch, I'll just go through the motions. And if if you've got too many people now in training, really not at that, that Pochettino intensive if levels that he we know he has, that then starts to spread to others in the group. And I think, you know, maybe that we are so slow at the moment, just because that, that intensity in training he can't get with players, oh, I don't want to go into that tackle and get an injury in training, or I don't want to get a groin strain or anything. And, and that eventually is having the, the knock-on effect to the team. And Pochettino's got players there that he doesn't want there, and it, it must be difficult for him. All I'd ask him, though, Jace, is to keep his message consistent, because the problem you've got at the moment is that Listen, whilst we love honesty, he's coming out publicly and saying that the squad's unsettled. Do we really want him to be announcing that to the rest of the Premier League, to the rest of Europe, that we are an unsettled team? And in other times, he's cryptic in his messages. All you would want, I think, is just consistency from him. If he wants to be honest, tell us everything. If he doesn't want to be honest, don't tell us everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, there has to be an element where he either tells us everything or he doesn't tell us en- or nothing. You know, there, there has to be a continued and consistent message that we're not getting at the moment. No, there, there may well be times when he, he'd like to be more honest and he, and he just can't be. I mean, for instance, he, he could hardly turn around and say the reason Victor Wanyama's not in the team is because his knees are knackered and he can't cover cover the pitch because he was still trying to sell him. So he can obviously say we're not a charity case, but he can't can't necessarily come out and, and speak his true feelings, can he? That's that's a problem for him. And yeah, I think he's, he's just... He's getting pelters at the moment. I mean, even even Saturday with the with the selection and people saying, "Oh, you know, Ericsson should be in the team." And I alluded in the week if if you've got a choice in the team, Christian Ericsson's a much better player than Eric Lamella. And if we write down our strongest team, Christian Ericsson's in it. But he's in a situation where there's a player that probably doesn't want to be there against a player that is. There's a situation at Manchester City where one of them scored and assisted the other goal, and the other one was completely invisible. And, you know, what does it do as a man-manager to say, well, the fact that this bloke was invisible and doesn't want to be there, I'm still picking him over somebody that did turn up at Manchester City it's a massive, and he's busted a gut yeah, to be there. It's a, it's a and, great you know, point. That, that spreads, and if, if you're sitting there in the team in the background and you're looking at those two and you're, you know, you're one of those new players and Don Belay or the Celso, you've come into the club, you've heard about this intensity and the, the, the way that Pochettino demands respect and you're thinking, hold on, this bloke wants to go and was crap and he's still in the team. So what does that tell the new players? And eventually that spreads through the whole side. And that's that's why I've always said you back the manager all the time. Jace, Whether you I've, think he's right or not, you have to do that. Jace, because I think it will you were, spread through the team. I think you were spot on on the, on the pod yeah. this week as well when you talked about um, it's almost like when Pochino first came in yes. 2014 and he had the uh, kind of the bad apples with the Adebayors and, uh, yeah. and the Cabals and all that. And he had to kind of weed them out and the Bentalebs and whatever it might be to get his... It, Pochino said, you know, it'd be a painful rebuild. I think this is what he was maybe talking about. His demeanour is worrying. The form is worrying. It's classic under pressure um, uh, behaviour. So that his behaviour, you know, 14 defeats in 32 games, three wins the last 12 games. We're we're in the bottom three in terms of current form since Burnley. That that is a pressure type environment. And and, and I'm worried that he's going to be, because he's he's, he's a flamboyant South American at the end of the day. He's just going to rip it out and go, sod this, I'm off. 
I think, look, the, the, the thing at the moment, I think I totally agree that it does kind of feel as though we're now back to season one uh, where the team just, the squad feels a bit dysfunctional at the moment. So I think in terms of the actual squad that we have now, it's not the squad that's going to get us over the line to win one of those major trophies. So I think that Pochettino, you know, he is going to be unhappy at the, at the moment because he's got players that he didn't want to be there, that are still there. He perhaps didn't get in all the play. He perhaps hasn't got all the areas covered that he wanted, maybe full-backs. So I think that he's going to be worried. And as we've mentioned, this kind of does feel like a transitional season. So I think it's, you know, it's not too much of a worry that he hasn't got the squad that he wants now. But I can totally understand at the same time that why he might be, you know, agitated. Jase, you, you, you had a, a long-running ding-dong with, with Rick, obviously, over the whole Danny Rose piece. And Jamie and, and, and you, Jace, were quite clear on the whole Danny Rose piece yourself. I think you agreed on that. I just want to throw yeah. it out there to, to the listeners and obviously to you guys as well, why we still got you on the call, Jace. It does smell to me like a bit of a Danny Rose situation, right? You know, he comes out, says what he wants to the papers two years ago, all that stuff. Now there's some unrest and unsettling. He was at Watford on deadline day. Then he, all of a sudden he's turned the move down now. Yeah. Uh, and now, now Pochettino's got to work with a guy. He's got no other left back because a uh, hamstring injury to Sessignon and Davies is not injured. And he must be pulling his hair out, mustn't he? But also, Jason, but we have to also remember Chris Jackson wants a new change we've as got, well. So yeah, we've got, but we've got so many of those sort of players in the squad. We've got the likes of Wanyama, Serge, I mean, I know Wanyama's probably going to go. Danny Rose, Alderweireld, Ericsson. So there's so many players in that squad that are slightly disruptive. So, it's, I th- as I said, I think it's because of the squad that he's going to be slightly agitated at the moment. And I think, and you're right, and that's it. There's, there's so many. How intensive is that training now? Like I say, there's players that, that must look at him, say a Rose or an Aurea or a Wanyama, and think, do you know what? So what if you tell me what to do in training? I don't want to be here. You don't want me here. So I haven't got to impress you to get a game Saturday because you, you want me out of the club anyway. So, I mean, if you're Aurea, for instance, he's, he's clearly not in, in Pochettino's mind at the moment, is he? No chance of him playing in the, in the derby by the looks of it. And so is he really going to bust a gut in training? And if you've got five or six like it, it's not surprising that, that, that you're getting the problems that we have. Jason, just very quickly then, before we lose you, thank you for coming on tonight. What is your score prediction ahead of this Saturday? Sunday, sorry. I've gone for a 1-1. One, one, uh, one, one. Two predictions yeah. so far, both draws. Jason, really hope you're well. Really good to Tom speak to you. Jason here from Last Word on Spurs. We do have another Spurs fan on the line. Steve also wants to talk about the manager. It's a really hot talking point at the minute. Steve, what do you think about the manager? Is he unhappy? Yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually say an uh, uh, unpopular opinion. I think that our fans are, are too protective of Pochettino. For me, for the last like few months, he's been very disrespectful to the club. He's been talking about all sorts of things, like he might leave, he might stay, there's issues at the club. I mean, the reality is, our club have an amazing stadium. We've actually backed him this summer. Really, there's, there's no excuses for him anymore. And for me, he, he comes across to me that he thinks he's bigger than the club. And the way it's going, he's not going to be there too too much longer, in my opinion. Steve, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I am worried right now. You know, I am worried. His demeanour, like I said, and you've echoed what I said earlier, you know, they have backed him at the end of the day. Maybe they didn't get the signings in earlier as maybe what he wanted them, but they did deliver on that deadline day and get his key targets in La Celso, um, in Young, who was a long-term target, and Undembele. And, you know, now... He has got the squad to work with, but there clearly is, listen, we don't know, there is disruptiveness behind the scenes which is causing an issue where it is now transcending on the pitch. We sat here last week on the back of a great result against Man City and we wasn't talking about this. So 
whatever's happening at the moment, you know, it's difficult for us to know exactly what's going on, but you would think reading between the lines, something is going on when the manager actually comes out himself and says that the squad is unsettled. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd be, I'd say, you know, be careful what you wish for. You do not want Mauricio Pochettino leaving this football club. How, what he's done no, for us. Of course us. not, no. But would you say that he's happy with this squad? We are up against such fierce competition in like, so Liverpool, Manchester City. They are, their teams are perfect. In Spurs, for Spurs, there are still so many issues mm. and that you've got to be absolutely top, top level to be able to compete with those sort of teams. And that's where Maurizio wants us to be. But Jay, you said yourself though, that it wasn't all going to be done over one window. Exactly. He was quite happy exactly. with his business. And that's, and that's why, you know, this is going to be a transitional season at the moment. And, and that's why I've got sympathy for Pochino because I just don't believe the squad is good enough to get where he wants us to be. I have sympathy for him, but I also think there's a point that, you know, he has to channel that in the right way. I don't think we should be hearing, you know, Every press conference is a lot. It feels like, it feels like it's being oh, yeah. a lot of wind in a moment. I, I, at the I, moment. Agree, I just got, got weighed in there. I, I agree. I agree with that. But, but at the end of the day, we smashed our transfer record for his absolute number one target, yep. and Dumbele is in. We then mm. also smashed our transfer record, which would have been smashed if we didn't get him on a loan. Yeah. With Lacelso, who was his, also his number two target, and then we also spent twenty five million plus a player for his number three target. Mm. Potticino has what he needs, disposable his thing. I think his demeanour will change once his, yeah, uh, okay, his yeah, window has yeah, changed. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with what you yeah. said earlier, James. You did bring that up. And I think we will see something yeah. slightly different. He talks, sorry, sorry, just quickly, no, no, uh, no. Um, Charlie. He, he talks about having that collectiveness. Now, I run, I've run massive teams in my in, in my career and lots of people will, will be able to identify with that. And, and, and Jace is right when you talk about that whole man management piece. How can you pick Lamella when Christian Eriksen sold after you've basically been picking Christian Eriksen knowing that he's going to leave. Like, it doesn't make sense. Christian Eriksen, for me, should not be nowhere near our team or our bench if we are looking to flog him. And if we don't point. flog him, yeah. integrating back into the mm. team, reintegration, like they did with Kevin Peterson. All but so what's confusingly, it's because he's on the bench. And therefore, if he's on the bench, no, no, in your mind, you, you sit there and think, well, if he's on but the bench, he shouldn't be. Right he shouldn't be in there. He shouldn't. Steve, we really appreciate your call. We, we could talk about this one for a lot longer than the time we're given. Thank you so much for calling us. Thanks, Steve. Steve there. Cheers, Calling Steve. in to talk a little bit about the manager. When we come back, we are talking that transfer window. How much has that really hindered Spurs and the manager there with his demeanour? We're going to be looking at that and looking at the massive game on the weekend. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brand. In the break, Ricky was it. not happy. He was wagging his finger. He was getting upset. He was, was talking large, transfers. One minute it was an incredible window to a mediocre window. He's not happy. It will you be. Know? It will be, Chaz. If Ericsson goes this window, I'm going to say it right now, this window turns from a good window to a mediocre window. So you know where this all started, don't you? It's when you broke the Wanyama news. Wanyama, <laughs> <laughs> 12 million, baby. <laughs> as soon as you've done that, he's the right um, It's true. You see my Twitter followers, at Lee McQueen. He's unfollowed It just went through. It went through the roof. And Rick's now not following me anymore. <laughs> Definitely following Lee McQueen. That's my very clear. We are talking about the transfer window. Just quickly, we have to talk about the massive game this weekend. I just want a quick uh, little answer from all three of you. Is Ericsson, will he still be here after the window closes? I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I'm um, really glad I started with you, Rick. Right, <laughs> Lee. Uh, 100%. And I, and, I, and I go back to the tweet I did uh, two weeks, three weeks ago when the transfer window was open. My predictions have all come. My mic dropping situation. I'll be definitely dropping the mic when that window closes because Ericsson will still be a Tottenham player. Mm. I think yeah. a couple of months ago, as I was saying, I, I kind of said I want Ericsson to be sold because I knew we'd be in this situation where we're, we're, we're you know, he's got this contract issue. Um, 
Do I think he'll stay? I think that he is going to stay until January at least. Um, the only issue I think the Spurs would have is maybe if Neymar goes to PSG and then PSG have a lot of money in that they might decide, you know, he might go, he, he wants to go, he'll probably go to Spain next summer, so we might move him now, but I think Ericsson will stay. Just quickly then, Lee, this might sound ridiculous, but mm. you said, you know, Spurs back their manager, they got his number one target, they got his number two target, they got his number three target. Does realistically he have a right to sort of be miserable and moan, even though he got his targets? Of course, you know, there's other a little things bit, behind it. But... I, I think a little bit, and this is the reason why it's one of my bits of other research as well. Not last season, the season before, the closeout season, we just had that mental game at Wembley, uh, 5-4 against Leicester City, if everybody remembers. Mm. And Poch come out and said all these things. Everybody said, oh, he means we've got to spend money. He didn't mean any of that. But we also did, uh, Rick saying that he did mean that, but he didn't. He said we <laughs> he need did. to be brave and so on and so <laughs> forth. What he did also do though in all seriousness is he went and met with Christian Eriksen and he had dinner with him and he, he had a, um, a sit down with him when, <laughs> well with it. when there was a two, well that's the point that's the point I'm, um, I'm saying about him being miserable that's two seasons left at the point that Jamie's making that was two seasons ago so he had two years left on his contract the club have been trying to tie Christian Eriksen down for at least two years yeah, Pochino but if Eriksen wants that deal to run down what can the club do because this is the issue nowadays you see it with Paul Pogba you see it with all these different players look at Sanchez everybody they've got they've got the uh, the player power answer your question has he got a right to be miserable if he sees Christian Eriksen is key to his plans and he's built the foundation of our club or the team sorry around Christian Eriksen and we've all sat here and said various different times I know Chris Cowlin absolutely loves it as well I know Mel that was on the pod loves Christian Eriksen we all love Christian Eriksen he's a quality player if he's built that foundation around Christian Eriksen of course he don't want him to go it looks like he's going to go at some point and therefore he should be grumpy it's almost like losing you know uh, um, you know, a, a younger brother or something like that to you know, when they go and emigrate but and as Jamie says you can't see his family you can't get sentimental with a player you, know? you can't see him as that little he brother does. he's that's, got to go you know, South, American. The, South American the point blood. is that yeah. Yeah, Ooh, maybe no, <laughs> South American blood it might be that but Jay's talked about the man management stuff everybody wants to play for Pochettino this is the first time this current crop of players don't seem, inverted commas, like that they want to play for him all of a sudden. It's very strange, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Let me tell you just very quickly, Chaz, it, what concerns me is that I think Tottenham have got a squad with Ericsson if he stays that are more than capable of getting beyond the top four finishes in terms of top three. I believe that. If you take Christian Ericsson out of this team for these, like I said, the next 12 months he's going to leave the club, then it puts us at risk of not securing a top four place. That's how I see it. That's how mm. big he would be now. If you, if you lose Ericsson now, then the club for me are no longer you know, secure in that top the four. The best thing the club, from the club's point of view, that can do with Christian Ericsson now is to get him to sign a new contract with a release clause and again, Spot credit forward. to Jason as well. Jason said, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he would. I'm not saying that's what I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to do that. The best thing the club yeah, that right. could yeah. do. Yeah. That Levy has powers of persuasion that only we could maybe dream of. He's set, getting 12 million for Wanyama. He got 4.6 <laughs> million for Je- uh, Nkudu for, for, for crying out loud. He's got some powers of persuasion. If we can get Christian Ericsson or the club can get Christian Ericsson to sign a contract with a release clause and say if Barcelona or Real Madrid during the next summer come in for you, you can go for pittance or whatever, like the total build of a world contract situation that would be the best thing I can't see it personally like you no. you, Jamie I think it, it, it will hold out and go on a free it'd be an Aaron Ramsey situation it'd be a disaster but that's the best we can hope for or Christian says do you know what the only place that I feel really loved and the only place that actually really do want me they've had enough time is Tottenham Hotspur and do you know what we are a massive club and we are brilliant and I, do you know what I'm going to knuckle down I'm going to help us win the Champions League 
and, and maybe he stays. Well, who he knows? Has, he has said it's not Toby's about the money. He wants a new challenge. I'm not sure if he'll sign on. Who knows? What are your views? You can call us on 0208 70 20 558 as always. I think it's only fair though we have to talk about the massive game this yeah. Sunday, the North London derby. It is upon us. Not the sort of... Uh, you don't want to go into this game off the back of a defeat, but you know, with a game like this, a massive derby to your, you know, your biggest rivals... The form goes out the window, don't it, Ricky? Yeah, a couple of your answers to you, Chaz. Uh, going into this game now, last season when we was at this time, we had the Arsenal game early, and there was a lot being carried away about, I suppose, they're going to go to the Emirates, they're going to show them up, they're going to take them to town. And, yeah. you know, going into that game, I think there's a lot of talk about Spurs going there and basically just turn up and getting a result. And what's happening on this occasion is that I feel some Arsenal fans, all of them, are already just taking the three points for granted. And I think that could play into Tottenham out, Tottenham's hands. We had saw Paul Merson come out and say, I think Arsenal will rip Tottenham to shreds. Well, that's a team talk done. Done. Go and put that team talk, talk in front me. of these players. Pochettino doesn't need to say any words. It's Arsenal. You don't need to give a team talk for this game. It's the biggest game for any Spurs supporter of our season, especially at that place. Listen, we love beating them, but beating them there is even better that's, than any feeling. That's something we've only done once there in, in 13 Premier League games. I think they've won, they won eight of the 13 Premier League games. So it's a place that we've... Uh, not really have much fortune of going to and I think it's a, certainly you know it's the time to go and get the result then now Absolutely and just to go on, on the back of that you know we haven't won at the Emirates since 2010 Kabul had that yeah. fantastic header I was in I remember it well I was watching it in Antigua talk to me and uh, it was 3-2 uh, we won the game uh, we've since then we've played eight times at the Emirates we've lost five we've only drawn three we've conceded a staggering in my opinion 22 goals during that period of time mm. we've only scored 12 under Proch we've got three draws and two losses at the Emirates um, we've conceded nine goals last time out we, we conceded four times you know we, we're going in off the back of a, a, a situation with Newcastle but where, does that really matter uh, well no no, no, no I was, I was, I was yeah, just about to say I, I think no that's, that's okay I agree with Rick we're going in a situation with the back of Newcastle where last time everyone's picking the players and Spurs are going to smash Arsenal over the place and it, it didn't transpire that way and you had uh, what, what was his uh, um, uh, sponge, what's his name? Old um, uh, fellow with the hair. David Luiz. Uh, no, not David Luiz. Yeah, Guandouzi yeah, hanging out the window and celebrating like oh, they won a like cup and all that stuff. It. But the point I'm is, the, the shoe's on the other foot now. So we're going there a little bit under pressure, a little bit more underdogs, and I think that suits us a little bit. What I would say is, you know, Arsenal have got a good, I can't say about Pepe, but they have got a good front too. I think, like, like we said with the, the Arsenal fan Lee earlier, I think it would be like a basketball match. You have a shot, we have a shot. I mean, it could be anything. I can see a lot of goals in the game because yeah. both teams defensively at the moment are really poor. That's why I'm sitting there hoping if Vertonghen is fit, that he comes back into that mm. 11. Because I'll be honest, going there without Jan Vertonghen up against the pace of Lacazette, <laughs> Obama Yang, yeah. Pepe. I mean, that's what, yeah, Pepe that's we saw you, last mm. week. He, could, he did anything but finish last week when he went through on that one-on-one -on -one chance against Liverpool. You said that, you know, Merson's already wrote the, the team speech. You know, he's wrote it for Spurs. You know, he's saying that Arsenal are going to rip some shreds. That might be the outside view or the fans think, you know, Arsenal are going to win the game easy. But is that the players' view? Because they had a hiding against Liverpool last week and they know how much this one means. They're going to be up for it as well. They they might not think that at Tottenham. The fans might. But the players, it's a, it's a different they category, They were well up for it yeah. last exactly, season. Yeah. They were yeah. well up for it, yeah. the players. Yeah, yeah, they they no, I meant from a stance of Ricky saying the Arsenal fans think that you know Arsenal are just going to turn up and smash them, but do Arsenal think that? I don't think Arsenal would give no, Tottenham Emery that disrespect. The players, Emery will be obviously on that team's back. And what I will say is that you know they played. I think it's one of the best games they played under him last season, so they won't take anything for granted. But at the same time, I think for Tottenham, because of how poor they were against well, Newcastle, we couldn't be any worse. Yeah. We couldn't be any worse. So you're expecting a reaction and yeah. I'm hoping that we're going to get that this weekend. It is the biggest game of our season. It always is up against them, you yeah. know, especially away at their place. This is what would mean the most winning there. 
Well, we're yeah. going to be talking about what type of formation Spurs will play. Should players come back into that start in Z? Arsenal, how are they going to be looking on the weekend? It's a massive game. We're going to be talking about it all next. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brown. Of course, we're talking the massive North London derby on the weekend. But before we look at, take a deeper look into the game, I'm delighted to say it is time for Adrian's Corner. Adrian hey. has joined us hey. on the line. Adrian, a massive North London is derby this, this week. Is this week's show sponsored by the Samaritans, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell us. How are you feeling ahead of this weekend's game? actually hear that... Uh, Ericsson was going to Juventus and uh, Phil Jones was going to Frey Bentos. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it's the North London derby. Uh, one good bit of news. Uh, we've got Martin Atkinson as referee. He's refereed four North London derbies. I don't know if you know that. Uh, three have been draws and we won the other one 2-1. So Beautiful. But what I want to talk about was actually the formation. Although I'm not a great big fan of the five at the back when we're playing teams like Liverpool and Man City... I don't think Potch has got much choice this, uh, for this game. Mm. I think we'll have Rose and Sissoko as wing-backs. By the way, you called Adrian, just to interact with you, you called Sissoko. And, and Sanchez. And just Kane and Son up front, because they have a habit of getting goals against Arsenal. And with Dyer Winks, because I don't think Ndombele's not fit, Dyer Winks and Eriksen as a three-man midfield. What do you think? Yeah, for, well, I just want to give a shout-out to you first and foremost, Adrian, because about three weeks ago, you called Sissoko as a potential right-back or right-wing-back, yeah. and that's exactly where he played when KWP went off uh, yeah. at the weekend. Yeah, so, fair, fair shout-out to you on, on that one. What, what's your thoughts, uh, Jay? Yeah, look, I, I do think that potentially Musa Soko might be that uh, full-back option. I think he is a guy that's very good at carrying the ball. Um, he did look to do that when he was given that chance at the weekend. He was really looking to get down and, and get across in. I think that that's something Carl Walker-Peters wasn't doing. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being disrespectful to Carl Walker-Peters, but I really, anyone else other than than Carl uh, Walker-Peters, I'd rather start in it right back for me. It was Sissoko's um, cross, wasn't it, that get, got the chance for um, Mora. for Mora, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't yeah, so, it? yeah. so I think so. that you know, he's, he's, and I think he kind of had to play there a lot last year. He did a lot of covering for uh, Kieran Trippier at times, so he's kind of proved that he can play there. But I think if you're going to play that that sort of um, with Musa Soko at right back, you're going to have to start with a five at the back. So you'd hope that that'd be uh, Yamba Tongan coming back into the team. What's the big loss? I think it's Tungan Dembele. Oh, like he's going to be fit. 100%. I mean, like I said, Jay said it earlier in the show. He's such a massive, influential missing that. Field. He's, he's cut like that's a really pleasing thing, and I think that showed me how much we missed him on mm. the weekend because yeah. we didn't have any, we just didn't have any control in midfield, and that's where it's going to be so important on the weekend having that control in midfield. He's come in and settled so well, and it's been really pleasing how he does everything so well. He creates, he can defend, brings the ball forward. So I've been really pleased with uh, how Don Bellis settled in. Adrian, just very quickly, then, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Well, I've had a channel on Spurs, so. Uh... I'm 2-1 to Spurs away. Yes, 2-1 to Spurs. The away games are totally different. This is one thing you didn't talk about earlier, you know. I mean, we do get space away from home. They won't park the bus. They'll come up. Yeah. They'll yeah. frighten us, obviously. It's but a very like, true point. We'll Adrian, it's because you're one you know, step ahead this next damage, half an hour. This is it. We're going to be talking all about it. Adrian's corner there. Thank you for calling. Man, Adrian. We, really, Cheers, Adrian. we really appreciate that. Well, he did mention that, you know, it's Arsenal aren't going to park the bus. Spurs can play the way they point. want to play that. Will that play into your hands and what... What formation or starting lineup do you want to see this I weekend? Think, I'm sorry, I think I think we will probably go through at the back. I think he, he, he maybe. Uh, well, I say maybe. I think he will. So I think it's he wins great. Jan. Yeah. I think Jan will get back into the side. Davison and Toby. I think he probably will play Sissoko as a, as a right wing back. 
Um, and I do think Davis will start. I you don't think know Ericsson what, will start? Oh, I think 100% Ericsson has will start. start. Ericsson has to start. I, I, I don't, I don't not, even think you have to bear in mind that this game comes one day before the European transfer window shuts. Yeah, it just didn't work. I think that, he's that, staying. I mean, I, 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 I think I he's staying as well. And yeah. I think, sorry to interrupt you, no, but I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. if he starts, you will know he's staying. Yeah. Because of that exact fact. He, if he don't start or he ain't nowhere near the squad, he, he's he's talking to other yeah, groups. Yeah. I mean, someone's coming for him. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Can I be honest? I do honestly believe, it's easy to say this, that the team selection will dictate how this game goes. Because if Ericsson's in that team, if Jan Vertonghen's in that team, I'm 100% yeah. more confident. Because like you said there, Jay, we've got no one than Bele. Did it on the weekend. It's, that's, what, that's why we lost on the weekend. Yeah. Because there was too many of the similar players. We didn't have any creativity in that team. Mm. Eric Lamella, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't have that, um, you know, that, that end product. And there was nothing like that. There was no Ericsson trying to pick out a pass. It was Eric Lamella so trying to... in this game, out of interest then... A lot of people have been calling for Mora to start more games. He started at the weekend, didn't really make much of yeah, a contribution. Yeah, such a so, small sample size. I, know I hate it, it when yeah, people no. do that. Like, oh, well, look, we played on the... But no one played well on the weekend. I know you can't, that, I know can't that. put that on Mora no, as well. No, Lucas no, needs that. to start in, in the centre of the pitch. He mm. does not play well. You can go back for all of the other um, the uh, times he's played. If he plays what starts wide right, don't play well. He plays better uh, almost as a two or just off behind. As a, he plays better down the centre. That's what he plays better. So if he starts him, he has to play a formation that will allow him to do that. If the manager's trying to make a point by not uh, starting Vertonghen, you know, we know what's going on. You said that maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. If he now comes back into the eleven, is that point sort of now invalid or is he no. sort of he's made it and he's like oh what now we're playing Arsenal he's straight back in the well, side let me say something. <laughs> it's this, a great point it's a great point but all I will say on that is that we faced Man United last season at Old Trafford away from home and at that time out of Virold couldn't get near the team Danny Rose couldn't get near the team but he brought those two players mm. back in because he understood the importance of that fixture and we got the result this can is I just not say a game though, on that mm. can I just say and I might be wrong so please correct me mm. but that was after the transfer window closed so they couldn't go anywhere. So then what he said, he had a conversation with everybody yeah, yeah. together mm. when he knew that's what his squad was. And he said, Every, it's a blank canvas. Everyone's got a chance. And that, that meant right. them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no, Whereas yeah, actually so. you can't have that with Ericsson at the minute because it's still open. But yeah. also he understands surely the importance of this game to supporters where no matter what is going on, you still play your best available team to you. And again, I'll make that mm. point. If Ericsson, well, if Ericsson is in the squads as he's at the moment, then for me, he's still able to feature in games. His head is still in the right place. If Ericsson's head is not in the right place, he should not be in the squad because as supporters, we can't seem to understand that. If he's, on, if he's, in, the, if he's in the squad is in the right frame of mind to be introduced at any minute. That's what you are as a substitute. You're on that bench because you've got the possibility of being called upon any single moment. What would what do Tottenham need to do then this weekend to A, get the three points at the Emirates and what do they need to do to nullify that attacking threat that Lee mentioned of Arsenal? Concentrate from minute one, start yeah. fast. Those are the two most important things that Spurs haven't done so far this season and at the back end of last season. Look at the domestic form over the last three to six months. Spurs haven't started games quick enough and concentration-wise, it hasn't been there, Jay, has it? Yeah. If you, uh, I think in the, the other issue would be you have to have someone creative in that and that's why he cannot afford to have this, whatever he's got with Ericsson. Just has to put it aside and he has to have some creativity in there. I think Ndombele is a guy that's come in and proved that he's really creative. But I don't think he's going to be there on the weekend, unfortunately. It looks as though he's going to be out injured. So we have to play Ericsson or, or Lo Celso. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Well, I, I mean, I've just jotted down. I don't know if you guys have done this yet. I've just jotted down a kind of 11. I, I'm, I've got a question mark in the middle. So just quickly go through that. Uh, you know, 
Look, games come thick and fast, don't they? You know, we've, we've just talked about Carabao Cup earlier and the Colchesters and uh, changing around, uh, you Europe know, personnel and all that sort of. Europe starting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Arsenal, I think they've got uh, Forest, I think, in the in the Carabao Cup second massive. round. A massive game. They've just turned, uh, taken Derby apart um, in the Carabao Cup. So games come thick and fast. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's, he's not going to put out his, his, his strongest 11 here, but I've just had a jot down here, lads. Right, so Hugo in goal. If you place three at the back, you've got Toby, Davinson and Yen. You could all... all um, Argued Sissoko's a, uh, as a wing back and say uh, Ben Davies is a wing back because of the Rose chat that we had earlier. Winks, central midfield, but he can't partner with Sissoko because he's playing as a right back. So mm. where, that's my question mark. And yeah. then you start, no Ericsson because his head's turned, say, Delhi. Delhi's back, right? You've got to play Delhi. So you play you Delhi, play Delhi. Delhi behind Kane with Lucas Is and Son. Is he ready to start that game but, straight but away who, coming who, back who from injury? Delhi Ali won't be ready to come. Delhi Ali won't be ready so to come. So you don't want him to start? Team. I don't. Well, no, I don't think he'll be ready to start. I, don't, okay. I think he's coming back off a hamstring, and you've got to be careful with that because that's the sort of injury. If you play him too much, he's going to just re-injure it but, again. There's clearly an issue yeah. there with Delhi. Is, there, is, Eric, there was, is Eric fit? Um, Eric Dyer's fit, yeah. Eric Dyer, so Eric, Dyer, Eric Dyer could go into he the plays. team. <laughs> he ain't yeah. got a choice. Look at my little numbers here. He ain't got a choice. I think Dyer and Winks in the central midfield. Like, but it's hardly, I don't mean rude that, it's hardly inspiring, is it? Manyama's not going to be. He's just sold into Bruges. Twitter, mate, careful. No, but it's, no, I'm not rude, <laughs> it's hardly inspiring. It, it, listen, you've got, you've got Lucas and Solly in that team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, we've got a bit of creativity there. Well, you could have Lamella instead of Lucas because I think Lu- Lamella might start better on the wing, cutting in, and then Lucas mm. as a super sub. I listen for me. I know I've said a lot on Eric Dyer. I like Dyer as a squad player, but I mm. don't know if he's good enough to start in such a, a high caliber game like this. He, yes, he scored up there obviously last season. The result didn't go our way. It's just that he hasn't had a lot of games either. No. It's it's a massive decision that midfield. I mean, Ali, I think. There might have been an option to play him against Newcastle and Pochettino held this him back. Why, but this is why Maurizio Pochettino is going to be so agitated at the moment. Yeah. That's why I can no, totally understand. Well, he's grumpy. He's well, not he's grumpy, got grumpy got because some... he's leaving. He's just I mean, grumpy because he's of this stuff. Well, how many issues has he got there? There's, look, we, we're struggling to think who's going to partner him. So there's so many issues in that squad in no, terms of injuries. But, but again, sorry, sorry, I know you've got to go to breaking stuff. But again, you know, this, we talk about the Carabao Cup and you know trying to get players and it's an opportunity. That's why we have to be in them cup competitions because everyone everyone can't play. Talked earlier about our squad. It's actually quite big. We're, 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 we're we're, we're worrying here. Like we can't put the Celso in, and Dembele you can't put in. Can't put in Wanyam. We can't put in Dyer. We can't put in Ericsson. This is, I mean, it's a headache. It is a headache. Talking of the starting eleven, we've had another call into the studio. Scott, delighted you've joined us quickly. Very. We want to talk about the game on the weekend. You want to talk about the lineup. What do you think Spurs should do, and who will play? Yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah. So Charlie, I reckon. I know you lot said Dyer can't start, but Dyer's fit. Dyer's going to be ready for Sunday. But I think you need to put Winks with Dyer in the middle. Yeah. Tottenham Court. They're, they're, Dyer, you, you need players like Dyer, Winks, Rose. You need them in this derby. They're going to be bang up for it. Danny Rose loves the derby. He loves Tottenham. He's not a fan of Arsenal. You need these passion players for these derbies. They're the ones who are going to be up for it and are going to win you the games. Scott, listen, you know if you've been listening to our shows that I was the advocate of Danny Sane in the summer. However, having said that, watching him on reflection the last three games... He hasn't been good enough. That, that's my concern. And I do think Pochettino, if Ben Davis is in a position where he's fully fit, I think he is going to bring Davis in for Rose. As much as I get Rose loves a derby, I think he'll end up bringing do, Davis do, in. Do, have we forgotten, Scott? Just You made a brilliant point, I think, about Eric Dyer, and we just talked about it just quickly before you came on. Have we forgotten him? Have we, have we literally forgotten? This guy, powerhouse. No, at his best, he was amazing. Do you not think, like, he, uh, Scott, hang, on minute, he, hang on a minute, you can't see this, listeners. I've got Ricky here and Jamie <laughs> screwing their faces Scott, up. Uh, does Lee have a point there? You know, have Spurs fans forgotten Eric Dyer a little bit? No, I, I, think, I think it's just Pochettino. He's just not a Pochettino player. I think that's all it is. I think 
because Pochettino, he, he only normally uses, even barely in some games, he uses a one-half sort of holding midfielder. And Dyer is sort of mixed between a holding midfielder or a centre-back. He's not too sure where he sits. And I think because we had Wanyama last season, it was brilliant. That sort of kept Dyer out of the team. We've got Sissoko, who sort of half plays there this year. They've brought in Dombele. I just think Dyer just doesn't fit into the team. And so I'm not sure he's a Pochettino player. But in these sort of games... You need it. You need a player like that. You mentioned that these sort of games, because they are different, obviously, the derbies. Form goes right out the window. What is your prediction for the weekend, Scott? To be honest, I, I, I think unless he gets the uh, formation right, I agree with what you lot were saying. I know we don't use it too much, but I agree with three at the back with the wing-backs, uh, with the two and mm. uh, like that. But I think if we play like that and we play well, we can probably nick a draw but we don't really do too well with the Emirates I think we've only won twice in the last 12 or 13 visits with a couple of draws thrown in as well so, so I, I would like to say 1-1 if we play the if, I think I think what Poch needs to do is probably swallow his pride a bit he needs to play Yan yeah, he needs to play yeah, Dyer yeah. play yeah. Rose but if he does that and you know swallows his pride a bit we, we can get a result Good points there, Scott. Sorry, we're out of time. We would have appreciated the call there. We always want the callers. Thank you for calling in. After the break, we are going to get an Arsenal fan on to give the opposition preview, and then we're going to get the predictions of the scores in the studio. Love Sport. This is the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen, and Jamie Brown. I'm telling you, I should struggle keeping these lots. It's a shame we don't let the 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 breaks record here because this is better than the content we (laughs) got. It'd be off com. I couldn't. It's too dangerous for you for the show. They're all disagreeing ahead of the massive game this weekend. But now it is time for the opposition view because I'm delighted to say we've been joined on the phone by Love Sports' very own Mike Stavrou. Mike, thank you for joining us ahead of the game. Firstly, I want to ask, there was a bit of a... It was a bit of thing on Twitter this week. You know, Danny Mills on Sky Sports. They he'd done a combined eleven. Only two Arsenal plans, uh, two Arsenal players. A lot of fans weren't happy. What do you make of that? Uh, I don't care about Danny. What Danny Mills has to say, mate. Nor do I. To be fair, Paul Merson's say though. I care what Paul Merson's say, Mike. What do you reckon about Paul Merson's comments? Really? What do you reckon about Paul Merson's comments? I'm not going to talk about Paul Merson because I know a few things about him, and let's let's say I don't think his judgment's fantastic. No, I don't want to talk about pundits, but Charlie, I want to give you props because being in with these guys must be like walking into the lion's den, mate. <laughs> so, so congrats. Cheers, mate. What um, what are your thoughts ahead of the massive game on the weekend? Both teams were, um, you know, coming off the back of a defeat. So I don't know if that changes it because the form does go out the window. It's a massive game for both Arsenal are at home. Are you? Where do you stand on it? You know, it's a tight one. A few predictions have all been really draws apart from one Spurs prediction. We haven't got the guys' prediction in the studio yet, but what are you thinking? Um, I rarely go into a North London derby that confident, uh, Charlie, but I'm going into this one confident just based on it. it's at home and um, last season we turned them over. I mean, that, that result was ridiculous. So I think that's one of my favourites in recent memory, 4-2 at home. And just, yeah, I mean, I've watched a bit of Spurs this year and I've, I've not been convinced, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like Pochettino's sort of in, I'm not sure what you guys think, but he's, sort of in no man's land at the moment because I think he already did want the, the United or Madrid job and for whatever reason it didn't quite <laughs> work out for him. Uh, uh, it's uh, not April Fool's Day today. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. I, I, I do think he looks a bit unsettled there. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as some fans are saying like going into the lockdown because it's only three games into the season but I think there's a few issues at Spurs. I mean, 
um, at fullback as well. I know Ricky was banging on about it this this summer about them not reinforcing that area, and I think that's somewhere that Arsenal can target because we've got um, we've got amazing wide players and women bang and Pepe. So I think we can cause them troubles. And yeah, I, I really can't see past an Arsenal win. To be honest. <laughs> I think one player was really impressed with impressed with at the weekend was Pepe. Um, what do you think Arsenal's attack's going to be on the weekend? Uh, this this is the million dollar question, to be honest, and it will be interesting to see how he, how he lines up. I, he won't obviously go as defensive as, as he did against Liverpool because that would just be suicide. Um, but I think you will see the the front four play. I think Lacazette, uh, Pepe, Aubameyang um, will will play, and um, the, the only point of concern really is Ozil, and I don't think he'll throw him straight in because he's not quite fit and. He's not been playing. He's he's been left out of the squad. Emery's talked a lot about his physicality and how he doesn't really fancy him in the big game. So I'd be surprised. Uh, but I think those three, and then in midfield, I think I personally would play Joe Willett because I mean it doesn't get much better than scoring your first senior goal for the club against Spurs. I mean, what what a moment that would be! Mike, um, <laughs> Mike dreamland, absolutely dreamland. Mike, you're mentioning obviously Arsenal's attacking options. You know, it's easy to speak of the positives, but what about the negatives? Because they do ship goals. Tottenham, they've been creating chances, maybe haven't been clinical enough themselves. But Arsenal do leak goals. Liverpool cut them apart last week. Tottenham only need a sniff, and they could get one. And you know, the ties change. Is that still a problem? We know it's a problem, but how big? You know, with Tottenham on the door this weekend. Look, look I, I promise you, I've not got my rose tinted glasses on. I promise you, but that result against Liverpool, I'd say for the first time, even though we conceded quite a lot of possession to their fullbacks, I feel like they still didn't create that many clear-cut chances in, in the first half. And then there was they a scored few three. Errors. <laughs> yeah, what in the, in the first half they scored one, and that was a that was a header. And then they in, scored, in, they in scored the three in the half, game. They scored three in the game. You yeah, lost three I'll, nil. I'll, I'll, no, you I'll, lost three one. Sorry. I was watching the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Luiz has made has made a. But he lost three one in in the, in the second <laughs> half, and I, I I think there was a few more factors than than just the scoreline. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, yeah, we do have a lot of defensive deficiencies, Charlie. We all, we can all see that. So it it might be one of those situations where it's a goal fest. But you know what it is about the North London diary. Everyone knows and says the same thing. Form goes out the window, and it's just really about who wants it more in the day. Well, just very quickly then, Mike, uh, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Um, I'm going to go for... I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be quite tight. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go something like 2-1 to Arsenal. 2-1 to Arsenal. Mike, thank you so much for Good giving Mike. us a bit of your time. Mike. Mike Stavry there, Love Sports' very own. He gave his prediction, a bit of banter there, back and forth with Lee. Obviously, we know the attacking threat, but Arsenal do ship goals. It's now time for your three predictions. Jamie, I'm going to start with you. What do you think ahead yeah. of this weekend? Um, for me, I think there will be a lot of goals, as you said. This is I think guaranteed goals, there, isn't it, there from is. both I sides? I think that you know, Spurs are in a bit of a bit of a jumble at the moment with their defence. I think Arsenal's defence really just don't rate it at all. Um, I'm going to go for 3-2 to Spurs. 3-2 to Spurs. Lee? It's a tough one because I'm trying to still pick my team here and, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in, in certain areas. If you play Ericsson because of the whole mindset stuff, you can have... Delhi, Ericsson, Kane and Son on the pitch for the first time this season who I boldly predicted uh, yeah. they're the front, best front four in the Premier League you could get that yep. in the North London derby you could have Sissoko and Winks sitting um, you could play as an emergency right back Eric Dyer. we talked about him before so switching around I don't know I do think there'll be goals as well um, so I'm going for nil-nil Ricky I'm going to go for a one-all I'm going for one-all yep 
is a point, not the question of a good enough, but would you take a point? Because, you know, you took a point against City, all right, Arsenal aren't on City's level, but, you know, if you're getting points in these yeah. so-called the tougher away games, you know, would you still take that? Or yes, because because, because, yeah. Yeah. Go on, Jay, sorry, sorry. I think because, as I've, as I've said throughout the show, we've missing so many players uh, because of injury and players are coming back. Um, I think Ndombele is going to be a massive miss. I think that already, as I said, he's settled in so quickly, so he's going to be really disappointed that he's not playing. So I think a draw is a decent result. So, Jamie, you take the point, Ricky? Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would take a point. Yeah, I would. Lee? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I think if it's... I think it's a tight game. Goal out and give it a go. I think I think take the three points. To get the three points at the Emirates would be the best thing for yeah. us so there you go. far. Just a final a word tonic. then from Ricky on the show. Just want to say a massive shout out just to Berry supporters. Uh, as a fan of football, uh, it's absolutely devastating what's happened to that football club. I think we all echo as being football yeah. fans. Just how tragic that is for them to lose their club and the success they have done. Yeah. And I hope something can be done to rescue that football club. A really nice note to end on. This has been the Spurs Fan Show. Good luck on the weekend. We'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.